0: Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk.
1: 405 Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, kivab qf Rock of Talk.com here on this home day. It is cold as you know what out there, and it's going to get worse over the next three hours, just like we told you. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in on AM 1600. Maybe you like Roku TV. Maybe you like Amazon Fire TV. Maybe you like, I don't know, Apple TV, rockoftalk.com. You can pick us up on all those places. For a complete and total replay of the show, the only place you can find it now and from now on is www.rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. An enterprise brought to you by the Dow 3000 and myself each and every day right here in the Kiva D. Dow in Musca. Hour one, a little fun with the white snow and this Black History Month. And we'll kick it off right there. Lots to get to here. A lot of woke politics here in the month of February. It's a short month. Thank God it's not 31 days. That's all I could say. But hey, it's worse for Hispanics. We only get one half a month Dow, How are you?
2: Uh, I'm well, Eddie. You know, just <coughs> apropos of something we discussed at length yesterday. Interesting announcement today, some good news coming to our direction, Uh, a new uh, space facility, okay, Uh, there's going to be an expansion, we're looking at 60 new employees, I guess it's going to be adding 40,000 square feet of new lab production and office space. Oh, no, it's in Colorado. It's oh, not It's, it's not, not New Mexico. Just what we were discussing yesterday.
1: Yep, there you go. Uh, we, we just missed just another opportunity. Must be that quotient. What were we, like 0.25? Uh, yes. yeah, 2.4. Yeah, oh, 0.24. Arizona was at uh, 2.9. Colorado was <laughs> at, I don't know, 1.1 1. 1 or Every, Everybody almost.
2: in our neighborhood is higher than we are, yes, yes. yes.
1: Oh, the people that you know in your neighborhood... In your neighborhood. In your knit, na- you can't those are the songs you can't get out of your head. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? Was that Sesame Street Grease Company? So. Or not, excuse me. Sesame Street. Uh let's see. What was the other one? Uh the Mr. Electric Rogers? Company, Mr. Electric Rogers or company. the Electric Company. Yeah. Lady Elaine was on the uh Lady Elaine was on the um Mr. Rogers, of course. That's yes. always so interesting. I actually didn't get a chance to see all that. Uh that I met
2: stuff. Mr. Rogers when I was a little toddler really? yes I did
1: yeah there's the famous meme with Mr. Rogers offering the middle finger <laughs> I don't know whether or not that that is true <laughs> there you go 550 50 500 here let's uh, run through the show shall we uh today we promise to be a little bit more disciplined last couple of shows have not been uh and you wouldn't know the difference folks but we do and that's what counts we know what we've prepared what we're doing We'll cover modern sexuality, including University of Penn law groups uh, talking about the trans women's success due to hard work. Yeah, not because he's a man. Also, girls, it's okay to be beautiful. And if you want to defend manliness, you must actually know what it means. We'll touch upon that as well as the economy uh, during the third hour striking and shortages up in Canada. We'll talk about the vaccination mandates that are going on up there and two shortages that threatened absolutely eviscerate the global economy. Uh, an update there on the Hobbs baby story. And then, uh, well, it's Covidiacy. And in the second hour, we'll have national criminality as well as woke going broke. And that, that promises to be wide open. So we'll take your calls. Text 550-5500. We mentioned yesterday how it was not a record-breaking weekend unlike last week when there was, uh, what, 15,000-plus infections. And that has everything to do with the number of people who are getting tested. Uh, we just need to lay that out there. Um, and you know, where the people have been doing it, you know, people have texting me all the time now saying, Oh, see, I told you, you, I was right on uh, this whole thing. Lockdowns don't work. Lockdown. We've been telling you before there were any studies that lockdowns didn't work. So like literally right from the very beginning, you know, Sean Hannity suddenly coming out. I got to tell you, I'm very upset with Bill O'Reilly and his take on Malone and, um, Joe Rogan, I think that really bothered me. So I'm second guessing uh, my need to keep uh, Bill O'Reilly on air. Mm-hmm. I will uh, tell you that I just don't know if if, if that's going to be good for us going forward. Uh, it's it's a regurgitation, and I could use the additional 15 minutes here of the show. So uh, Doctor Malone recently just on uh, a Real America's Voice, and he was on there for a good hour and. Um, he's always good. He's always solid. He has become, I think, the conscious for the people who are truly trusting the science. Uh, Let's not forget, folks, that he is also uh, the person who uh, is sort of the inventor of the mRNA uh, viruses. He kind of started out uh, with all this and, you know, really segmented and suggested strongly that, you know, these vaccinations that were created are meant more for older and fatter people. Those are my words, of course. (laughs) I think he said more mature and those with comorbidities. So um, everyone's vaccinating into the pandemic and the infections. Okay. What Dr. Malone is saying is that throwing vaccines at the coronavirus will not work going forward. Okay. He says his mission as a doctor and he's not a vaccine skeptic. They're misconstruing him. He is a doctor. So he believes in vaccines, just not this particular one with the way that it's being administered. So we can't just say you're a vaxxer, you're an anti-vaxxer, because there's plenty of people who aren't taking the mRNA virus or, excuse me, vaccination, uh, who have got different types of uh, vaccinations throughout their entire life, including the the flu vaccine. So they're just waiting for this to develop because, again, this takes a little bit more time for it to develop, uh, three to five years on record, generally five years is more where you want to hedge. And Malone says, "My mission is to ensure vaccine safety, make sure that children are protected, stop and limit vaccine mandates, to identify and teach about life-saving treatments for COVID-19 and other pandemics, and his goal is to save lives." Now, that last statement there, I think we have to ask ourselves at this at, at this point, do the politicians, do the politicians as well as those people who are tasked with administering the bureaucratic policies for public health, is their goal to save lives? On first pass, you would say yes. Okay, That's why they're there. But it's a great assumption because we know that the spillover from that, the periphery of uh, uh, the affectation on the population is what, right? Higher suicides, these... People who are being forced to take it, who don't have comorbidity, who aren't sick, who aren't prone to having something that is disastrous going to happen uh, to them as a result of being COVID-19 infected. Um, Why would we have them vaccinated? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Generally, you're looking for segments of society. But now we've reached a different crescendo, obviously, where we started penalizing those particular people who aren't taking it and they don't have any of those ailments and we're threatening them with their jobs. Those are bigger health risks than anything, you know, in Japanese culture or in Japan, oftentimes when people get fired from jobs, what's their first act to kill themselves. There's so much pride in people taking in their work and what they're doing that they have a tendency to just sort of step off the plank entirely. We know this. Okay. And this is what happens to people, maybe to a lesser degree here in, in, in the country of uh, the United States, but in Japan, it's certainly different. So Malone made all these remarks on Monday and he focused on the potential of current vaccine policy to make it harder to save people from the virus by making the virus stronger. So what he's suggesting is the more we vaccinate, the stronger we make the prevailing viruses or virus, right? So he says, we are truly blessed. I said back before Christmas, that Omicron has such low risk for severe disease and death. However, it's got a warning sign. He said he is not the first to voice his concerns about this, noting that it was something the FDA itself had acknowledged in the original documents allowing the emergency use authorization. He stated that at that time of the EUA, they told the pharmaceutical industry that they desired that the industry would investigate the risk of antibody-dependent enhancement or vaccine-enhanced diseases. They have not. They will not. What they have done is they know that it's morphing and they're not investigating diseases anymore. In fact, we were going to original COVID-19. We know that the full 30 to 40,000 complete and total picture of COVID-19 has yet to this day even be captured. Yes, folks, has yet to this day even be captured. So what are they vaccinating against and is it really a vaccination? We know that it's not. We know that it's gene therapy, okay? And an attempt to go ahead and move the needle inside of you so that you could be more resistant. And that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Because that's not what a vaccine does. When they inject you with a dead, right? A dead load of the virus that of which you're supposed to be vaccinated against and it keeps mutating, well then you it's no longer effective, which is exactly what the short history of COVID-19 has proven as far as you've seen. So he goes on to say, as the virus mutates, and this is the important takeaway from Dr. Malone, okay? which is basic to the behavior of all viruses. When it mutates, and this will happen with every virus, it will get stronger in the face of adapting to the vaccine. What's happened now is they've dovetailed with this additional measure in an attempt to sort of slow or stop the vaccine. And now within the definition that's coming from the government itself, they're not trying to slow it. Now they're admitting, willfully admitting, That there's nothing they can do to stop it, only to say that the vaccine, which is not what a vaccine is about, once you receive the vaccine, it will prevent you from getting even more sick. If you look under the definition of what a vaccine is, that's not what a vaccine is supposed to do. It's not supposed to be a preventive measure to prevent you from getting more sick. It's uh, It's supposed to prevent you from getting infected at all. Hence the name vaccine. Look it up under the definition. This is the part that makes me angry because we seem to be completely and totally lost on this. This follows every commonsensical thing that you wish to go ahead and trust, yet you can't. And that's the reason why people are pushing back against this, because it defies defies common sense and our approach to medicine. And here's his ultimate recommendation. If we continue to pursue this universal vaccination strategy in the face of the pandemic, particularly now with Omicron, of which the vaccine is practically useless against, a much more highly infectious, highly replication-competent virus, what we risk is driving the virus through basic evolution to a state where it may be more pathogenic and more able to elude immune response. If you don't understand that, that's good, because it means two things. One, Dr. Malone really understands what he's talking about. He's a science scientist, and you should trust him, and he's not making any money off of this. Remember, he's only damaging his reputation. He's only in a very um, philosophical way thinking about humanity and what this all means, okay? He says, I don't wish to scare. We have had enough fear porn. And the second thing is he's warning you. He is warning you about your inability going forward, as we talked about just a few days ago on Monday, that you and your natural immunity will not be able to resist The new variations. Why? Because you, as a vaccine taker, are no longer able to resist those variations because you no longer have, Dowd, natural (laughs) immunity. The robust natural immunity. You are done with. You are literally crippling your ability to prevent further diseases, and that's exactly what is happening. So we've been right on this, and only because we've understood things and never moving you know, too far from all this. Remember, we're at the edge of our perception with all of this. We didn't have Omicron. We didn't have COVID. We didn't have, we didn't have any of these things two years ago. We couldn't have predicted that this was the way that we were going to go. This is a very cynical approach to anything, right? Ensuring that everyone has to contribute or be part of it. And then we would demonize certain people for not being part of it. We don't think of the flu that way. We don't think of, uh, you know, AIDS in that way. Who's getting the the new AIDS uh, um, medicine? Well, generally people who are uh, engaged in highly risky sexual behavior, um, certainly people who are part of a particular uh, choice element of which is homosexuality. We know that there are drugs that are out there. Would you get those drugs for everybody? Certainly not. Certainly not. Would you say that those people who are engaging in sexual weird sexual behavior would turn around uh, sorry for characterizing it as, as that something foreign to me so take it personally from that st- standpoint would you con- would you consider those as risking your particular health no you would not you simply would not do that so why do we do that with the people who choose not to get vaccinated when we're still at the edge of our perception of how effective these vaccinations can be the policy of forced universal vaccination uh, malone goes on to say is absolutely contrary to all of our understanding about basic viral evolution. As Dr. Paul Alexander has stated, and we're going to talk more about him again today. He gets to go ahead and and jump back into the conversation. We are seeing the development of escaped mutants that are resistant to the vaccine. Omicron is not only resistant to the vaccine, but its infectivity seems to be facilitated by the very vaccine itself. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of those who are now vaccinated. He states it must stop for the sake of the world. On his website, he's not an anti-vaxxer in any way, shape, or form. But he states emphatically that he believes the shortcuts that the governments have taken in bringing the mRNA and the adenovirus vaccines to market for this pandemic have been detrimental and contrary to globally accepted standards for developing and regulating safe and effective licensed products. Let's relate it now to pop culture. Dr. Malone was the very person that Neil Young and a number of other artists were reacting against. There's something sad about all of this, and that is is the counterculture of the 60s and 70s has become the um, draconian um, dictators of the new world going forward. Neil Young couldn't have possibly dreamed that he would ever had this uh, hardline policy where he would restrict free speech of someone saying something contrary to what the government is saying and then turning around and telling you that this is wrong. And then risking his, well, he didn't risk anything because he's old and done, but quote unquote, risking his future artistic endeavors for staking a claim on something as ridiculous as this man giving his opinion on what, um, the vaccine really is and what his version of how we should not be vaccinating into this, you know, pandemic. So if you look at this from a political standpoint, we've sort of achieved a, you know, uh, a kind of uh, surreal world where everything is uh, is black, is white, where everything is up, is down, where everything is topsy-turvy. It's it, a bit of, uh, you know, to evoke the 60s and 70s, uh, a bit of, uh, you know, Alice in uh, Wonderland uh, type scenario for us. And it doesn't seem very realistic for you to be making lifelong decisions or healthcare decisions based upon such shaky ground, both from culture and from government. And then of course from politicians who are seeming to negotiate and blend that stew all together so that you can make a decision going forward. The leadership in our country has simply just gone kaput. You don't have any direction because these people who are your leaders are busier reacting to polls. Case in point is our own very Senator, Ben Ray Lujan. The media is manufacturing a certain type of angle. The media is manufacturing a certain type of public opinion. Ben Ray Lujan gets behind that public opinion. He decides to take several, as Alex Berenson notes, a 49-year-old young man who is a new senator, who is Nancy Pelosi's right-hand man for a good seven years up on the Hill as a uh, House of Representative uh, guy, one of the leaders of the Democratic uh, Caucus uh, that was there, I believe he had a a very a good title, at a D.C.C. something or other director or something, and yet he has been advocating strongly for every Vax, every booster, showing all the Twitter stuff, and now he's put everything right up into the uh, uh, you know the the balance at a time when uh, Joe Biden has just uh, nominated a. Or is going to nominate a Supreme Court judge that may not be big deal to you, but the very fact that his stroke most likely occurred in a normal, uh, healthy 49-year-old man who may have comorbidities and may have some—he's not the best sh- uh, guy that's in shape. Uh, let's, you know, no faith, no no doubt about that, right? But you turn around, you 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 look at the, what Ben Ray Lujan has been advocating for, and you say to yourself. Do I want to go down the same road that Ben Ray Lujan is is doing? Do we have a right to know what he did, you know, the prior six weeks uh, prior to having the stroke? I guarantee you he got the additional uh, booster. I guarantee you he's fully vaxxed to the hilt, and there's no doubt that that played a large part in why a normal, healthy 49-year-old man had a stroke. 550-5500, that's 550-5500. Dowd, have some comments uh, on the opening monologue here.
2: Well, I just thank you, Eddie, for bringing to my attention that uh, our, our friend Alex Berenson, who's just been a, a one-man gang in, in, in terms of trying to bring uh, reality, uh, criticism to the official narrative. I mean, thank goodness he's on Clay and Buck on an almost weekly basis. But I hadn't seen him until you mentioned it, that he did a post on his Substack website about uh, our beloved junior senator from, from New Mexico. But we're going to talk about it in the next segment. Eddie, but what I think what struck me the most about Dr. Malone's comments here, you know, of course, a lot of a lot of really really good uh, quotes, but and this this is the one that really kind of just gets the diamond bullet into my brain. This policy of forced universal vaccination is absolutely contrary to all of our understanding about basic viral evolution. Um, we've thrown out centuries of hard-bought knowledge. Uh, about how to approach these kinds of things, and in the next segment, if we get to it, Eddie, there is going to be an interesting mention of the findings from 1918 and how social distancing and masking seemed to be of very limited value back then, too. Um, we had the, the the Fauciites have just decided to either rewrite or memory hole uh, history, uh, and it's up to those of us who are willing to tell the truth and willing to dig through all this uh, d- to bring facts to people, because we're certainly not going to hear it from the official narrative.
1: We're actually going to go line by line and talk about uh, some of the lockdown measures. And as I start out the segment, talking about exactly that, that's now part of the new narrative coming forward. But well, we've been telling you that from the beginning that lockdowns would never work uh, from a science-based perspective, and not just from a, a liberty, freedom. We want our freedom. We want to be able to do what we want. We don't. We don't care about the public health. Even when you consider the public health, lockdowns are actually dramatically worse. To keep us healthy. And we'll talk about that from the numbers when we return on this day back in 1974. It was the Carpenters who started a number one four week run on the UK album chart with this on top of the world, Darren Carpenter. Great song. Back and forth. Thanks for listening right here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM.
3: is now coming true especially for me And the reason is clear it's because you are here you're the nearest thing to heaven that I've seen I'm on the top of the world down on creation and the only explanation I can find. It's the love that I've found ever since you've been around. Your put me at the
1: top of the world. It's made Albuquerque famous, Breaking Bad and the Candy Lady, a national landmark and an old town anchor for almost 40 years. Right here at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. A tribute to Breaking Bad and a spectacular taste sensation that you'll never find anywhere else. where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van S
5: 256-1255. That's 256-1255.
6: Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com.
1: The Rock of Talk is now available on Roku. Just go to search on your Roku device and type in The Rock of Talk. Then download and enjoy. Watch the show live on demand. Get the top 10 news of the day or watch any of our weekend shows on demand. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business,
7: call the experts at Sperry Van S 256-1255. That's
1: 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com.
8: Three
3: six eight three. I looked out across the river today. Saw like a city in the fog and an orchard tower where the seagulls flee. the sad, shy horses walking home in the sodium light. Two priests on a ferry, October geese on a cold winter's night. All this time, the river flowed endlessly to the sea two priests came round i asked tonight one young one old I prayers for the dying to serve the final right one you learn one you teach which way the cold wind blows and fussing and flapping and beastly black like a murder of crows all this time the river flow endlessly to the sea if I had my way Take a pull up from the river Will I bury the old man? I bury the best
1: sea. Ah, one of the best. Being 433 here in the Kiva. Folks, listen to that song. Listen to every lyric. I mean, it's that good. Let's listen to this.
3: But man, I have a As these words are spoken, I swear.
1: I hear the old man laughing. What good is a used up world, and how could it be worth having?
3: All this
1: time, the river flows, and the sea, like
3: a silent chill All this time, the river flows.
1: Father, if Jesus exists, then how come he never lives here? Yeah, 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 434 here in the kiva i'm i'm apt to just let that run for like the next uh hour uh, soul cages 91 back in uh the uk number one and uh literally one of the very best uh albums top to bottom uh sting sting bob i don't know where i got the sting bob i think that's like the name of a a character that somebody wanted to name their kid in a movie <laughs> i can't remember or not but uh you know, I've been watching a lot of uh, kind of loop 80s, loop 90s. It's on, uh, if you have um, Roku, they have these music video channels that play all the time. And the police is on, you know, they got a lot of the Smiths are on there. The Cure's on there, a lot of NXS. Um, it's really good 80s stuff. And then they've got, they've got a country one. They've got rap. Uh, it's all right there, folks. So please just uh, delve into it. It'll make you feel good. Uh, That particular album is called The Soul Cages. Love that. Love the metaphor there uh, as well. But it's an absolutely fantastic... And then, of course, you guys remember the the, uh, late 90s uh, run for Sting uh, as well. He performed. In fact, I remember my parents calling me from a Sting concert saying that it was one of the best concerts, if not the best concert they've ever been to. And one of the things about Sting that's so amazing is he demands, like, practically... Total perfection from his band, bandmates. They don't drink on tour. They don't do anything like that. I mean, it's almost, uh, you know, when you see him, I've seen him uh, uh, being interviewed by Charles Kuralt, uh CBS Sunday Mornings. You might remember that. And I remember this one particular interview that he had and like what he does and yoga. And there's, of course, there's a the joke about how long Sting has sex for and these uh, tantric movements. And Tantra, movements yes. For all that sort of, uh, foolishness. But, but Sting is literally has become you know, quite the consummate, uh, artist, uh, top to bottom and a overall amazing guy, but that right there, uh, the soul cage is, uh, one of the very best, uh, I think that uh, I've ever heard 550 to hundred. I just thought I'd share that with you. If you guys are looking for a little bit uh, more music uh, out there. So we covered Dr. Malone and, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, what he's waging war against. And that's, well, the schools, the institutions, the governments that are going to try to push these vaccines to young people. Now, you know, there's this test to stay uh, kit. Uh, interestingly enough, the parochial schools force you to bring your own test kits to them. And, you know, it's kind of unfair because at the public schools, you know, they're expected to go ahead and just provide them for the kids there. Now, you families, parents, etc., who send your kids to parochial schools, don't you guys pay the very same taxes? Oh, yes, the very same taxes to get the very same test out there. And isn't like a public right. It's like there's a, a little bit of an unfair advantage, uh, you know, for the public school children on this one. Don't we care enough about the private school children to go ahead and give them the very same shake as public schools in terms of that? And by the way, they get the extra overrun on that. And a great article today in the rock of talk chat that Dowd uh, wrote, which, of course, uh, talks about these very. Greedy educrat and we'll hopefully cover that uh, maybe next hour as well. Oh, I'm but,
2: sure I'm going to make a lot of friends with this piece, Eddie.
1: <laughs> it's a good one. It is a very good. And oh, by the way, he uses one of my favorite words that also Dr. Summers uh, uh, often frequents, which is called poppycock. Oh, great word, great word. You said poppycock. Yeah, I did. Uh, former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb said that a COVID-19 vaccine for children age 4 and under could get approved by early March. That's dangerous. Why? Because once they get it approved and we listen to the FDA, oh, we're going to mandate it. So here's kind of the scary thing of all this, is this is all about two doses, three doses. Like we're literally splitting hairs at this point. First, why are we even talking about vaccines? We've had all of what, 17 deaths or seven deaths? I I, I forget. (laughs) I forget the, the, the minuscule number that we've It's had. so small, you can almost forget it very easily, yes. We've had more children under the age of 17 take their own lives during this lockdown than the number of kids that have died as a result of or with COVID, which is, by the way, the new definition, page 27, New Mexico Department of Health. Look it up. It's right there. It states uh, right there, big, bold letters. Uh, we started counting it different of and from COVID beginning 2022. So here's what uh, the ex-Food Drug Administration chief told Margaret Brennan on CBS's Face the Nation. Getting two doses into a child can provide baseline immunity that protects them from severe disease and hospitalization. But the third one, if we're looking at two shots versus three shots, the three-dose regimen, it looks like it will be a three-dose regimen that we're going. What? You know, uh, children are already scared enough about needles. We're going to be painting them with the uh, 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 get up against the wall. Every kid's worst day of whatever year that they're growing up zero to 12 is when they have to go and get a shot. Now you want a three dose regimen for them. I'm almost fifty, and I don't
2: like needles, Eddie. Every time I get blood drawn or something, I look the other way. <laughs> and I'm an well, old man.
1: This was a briefing last Wednesday. He and this was all, you know, put forth by by Joe Biden and uh, uh, Kamala Harris. Pfizer announced that it's amending its clinical trials and reviewing of the effects of a third dose after finding two shots didn't elicit the same kind of robust immune response in two to five year old. What? We're evaluating two to five-year-olds about their response to Omicron or the COVID-19? Don't we have better things to do when we know that these kids touch everything in the house? They don't wash their hands. They eat their boogers. They don't change their underwear. They pee in the bed. They poop in their pants. Uh, they, they grab other people's food on their plates and stick it in their mouth. And suddenly we're going to go ahead and start uh, two to five-year-old. Our children are not gerbils. They're not specimens and we're not gonna pump them up. Can we go back to the point of uh, 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 breastfeeding children, right? If a mother decides to get a vaccine, wouldn't they naturally in an infant mode, I don't know, whatever long they breastfeed till, get those uh, <clears throat> nutrients into their body? Can we get to that point? Well, that doesn't seem to be rational anymore.
2: Isn't that, one, Eddie, one of the justifications for mothers breastfeeding? It, it had fallen out of favor yeah. for a while when I was young, and then it came roaring back because one of the benefits was it strengthens the child's immune system. <clears throat> but I guess everything uh, that happened that we knew, Eddie, before March of out. 2020, all that knowledge permanently removed from the human experience.
1: It is, yes, because <laughs> we told you something better. Okay, so now for the, uh, the featured uh, sort of thought here for the first hour, which is lockdowns do not work. We know this. Okay. So now suddenly all the conservative hosts are all coming forward. We've told you this lockdowns never work. We can explain the science, what happened. Well, now some doctors from Johns Hopkins, two of them have a meta-analysis of empirical studies as found through 18,590. Now segmented three ways. So pay attention. We're going to just drill down so you don't have to Go through this yourself ever again. You could repeat it to other people. 18,590 studies. They reviewed 1,048 of them. They identified 24 which met their eligibility criteria of being based on empirical data of mortality during the pandemic. Now, one little side note here. These are assessed on the impact of mandatory lockdowns, NOMS, pharmaceutical invention, uh, interventions. The 24 eligible studies were separated in three groups, lockdown stringency studies, shelter in place order studies, and specific non-pharmaceutical intervention studies. Okay. Now the conclusion from this, before we get into the, the meat and potatoes, the, the, the little details that are important here, each group supported the conclusion. Every, every group, all three of those, that lockdowns have had little to no effect on COVID 19 mortality. I looked up both Professor Hanke and Professor Yars, Lars Jonung and Herbie, all three of these guys, okay? They're pretty well known and they've got lengthy publications and highly uh, regarded within their field. Now, let's go first to the first of those the stringency index, okay? It found that lockdowns in Europe and the United States, this is embarrassing to say, okay? So every, you know, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, I don't know, take your uh, European Angela Merkel, everybody who did these lockdowns. And the purpose of doing these lockdowns is to prevent what? Not to prevent you so much from getting infected as it is to prevent you from dying. The lockdowns in Europe and the United States reduce COVID mortality by just 0.2%. 0.2%. Not 50%, not 80%, not 90%. Now we saved your life. Like 0.2%. Okay, so let's go to let's go to number two. Shelter in place. Stay at home. This is the most interesting of the three, by the way. The shelter in place by far. Orders found that only reduce COVID mortality. By 2.9% on average. Oh, the politicians are like 29 That's better than zero. It's Better than one. It is all worth it. No, well, you can't do a cost benefit on 2.9%. And then the last of those, okay? The lockdown versus no lockdown, okay? Face masks, closing non-essential business, border closures, school closures. No broad-based evidence of noticeable effects on COVID-19 mortality. The only thing that seemed to have anything in the double digits was closing non-essential businesses seemed to have some effect at reducing COVID mortality related to the closures of bars and pubs only. Border closures, school closures, limited gatherings, reduced COVID mortality by just the first of those border closures, 0.1%. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, conservatives. (laughs) Right. Let's not forget how many of those people are loaded up with ivermectin when they're coming across and All the other stuff that you can't get in the United States. That's right. They get it. You don't. 4.4% for school closures. That's nominal. And actually increased. Limited gatherings actually increased. And there's a reason for that. Okay. This is the most interesting takeaway. The lockdown policies should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument. Here's why. Because if you see the COVID mortality increase, it's because you're all locked into your houses or into your place and you're all gathering for long and prolonged periods of time. And then you're like, well, I don't have it. Well, I don't have it and I don't have it. And all of you guys think you don't have it. And then you all start interacting a lot more. Isn't that strange how despite the lockdown orders that have come in in various countries, including the state of New Mexico, no, we're not a country, we're a state, I understand that the actual number of infections increased during that time, right? So they argue that reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, undermining liberal democracy, no lockdown policies should be put in. And they should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument altogether. Forced isolation and quarantines are ineffective and impractical. The severity of the pandemic that's driving the adoption of lockdowns. What's what, what's what's adopting these lockdowns? Well, Oregon's doing it. Well, New York's doing it. Well, Illinois is doing it. Well, New Mexico, we're going to do it. Or vice versa. We're simply just copying, and this is where it gets politicized, whatever the philosophical political bent of whatever state that we admire is. Why do you think all these states stayed together? Why did we call that at the very beginning? Go back to orange NM.com. Look at that. What do I call them? Death cult Democrats, right? We saw 71, 72% of the infections. We saw more deaths, 70 plus, 72, 73% of the deaths happening in the death cult Democrat states, right? The hate eight states, we called them. Those were all blue states. They all implemented the very same policies top to bottom. The authors also suggest that counterintuitive result may be due, and this is down when you have the lockdowns, to people being confined to their homes, infecting family members with a higher viral load, causing more severe illness. Now, what they don't break out here is something I'm going to break out for you that we have been doing for a long time, which is why would we vaccinate into this pandemic? Where does the viral load come from? Remember Dr. Paul Alexander? Remember when all those people got together in Ho Chi Minh City, I think 169 doctors, and they all got infected. They stayed confined. They all got vaccinated. They had 546 times the viral load right there. Didn't matter if it was dead. It was in them. What do they recommend? What's the solution? Well, what you've been doing all along as conservatives, as Republicans, you guys all make voluntary behavioral changes and it's 10 times according to these gentlemen more important now Johns Hopkins is not a conservative think tank in Maryland folks <laughs> let's not let's not kid ourselves here voluntary behavioral changes are 10 times as important as mandatory behavioral changes why why because self preservation is a rational actor that's right you will do the best thing for yourself which means take care of your health 3 squares water sleep, vitamins, all that stuff, you will take care of on your own. Social distancing, if you feel like you go ahead and need to mask, you do so. That has proven to be the most inf- uh, effective thing of all. So the question is, and especially during an election year, will any of these governments apologize? Well, Michelle Lujan Grisham, Angela Merkel, when these people you know, get their comeuppance and say, you know what? I did the wrong thing here. Can you imagine any of them actually saying this? Well, of course you can't, because they're insolent politicians who are also insolent and who are also ignorant in addition to being insolent. They can't hear themselves think, and they don't listen to you because they're too busy ramming these policies from these death cult Democrat states down your throats. And you, as voters, have to educate yourself. And hold these people accountable. Now, one such guy, I told you guys last week, talk about insolent, ignorant, and completely and totally tone deaf, is one of the guys that we should probably respect the most. Should we respect our priests and you know our pastors and our, our the people who work as part of doing God's work the most? Well, after my uh, attacking uh, <clears throat> Father Chavez over at Saint Therese. As I told you last week, he went to KOB Channel 4, and this is the type of attitude, and this is what they try to do to spin. Now, I hit him pretty hard. I made him responsible uh, for what had happened uh, with my cousin. She was one of two, uh, four people, five people, excuse me, who died in the balloon accident uh, last June. He sent her a letter June 9th. She died on June 21st. We talked about how just horrible and heinous he was towards her and the rest of his you know, groups that keep leaving, uh, it, it, flocks that keep leaving St. Therese Church. And he goes to KOB Channel 4, who carries the water for him. Uh, Chase Lightly, by the way, uh, uh, doubt. I'm sure he loves his name, <laughs> so Lightly. Oh, how do we go, right, right? This pandemic, it has brought out the best in all of us, Father Vincent Chavez says, and it's also brought out the absolute worst in all of us. Well, uh, here's the worst. If anybody knows what the worst is, it's Father Chavez. He only needs to look at himself in the mirror. And you should have seen how docile and fragile and an attempt to be likable he came out in this little report. Go and look at it. Uh, Doubt included in tonight's, uh, for our subscribers, uh, the the, the pullout. I would go up to the steps of the bleachers with a box, box of masks, presenting them to people, just presenting them to people gently, and I was getting scattered pushback on it, Chavez said. That's when he decided to step on the court in the middle of the game and address the crowd recording the video on his phone. I'm a Catholic priest here. You are in our home. So we ask that you put on the mask or the doors here are here and there. That sound like a nice guy. No, it was two people. You Watch the whole video and you see that whole thing. This is exactly the type of attitude that blue state governors Blue state senators, blue state representatives. This is exactly, oh, oh, we try to think of the health and everything. Get out or we'll penalize you. We're coming after you. We're going to make sure that you suffer the consequences. And what we don't, we're going to wish you dead. I'm not even kidding. They're wishing you dead. This is why they are refusing heart transplants. This is why they're refusing a liver transplant to a man in North Carolina who's going to die of WIPT. Got all these people willing to donate, 100-plus people donate their liver. They want you dead. By vax, by mask, by restricting you, they want you dead. Oh, and, and, and you know, his, his big adversary, of course, is uh, Pastor Steve Movement, and he went after Legacy Academy. Legacy Church. At some point, someone yelled back at the priest. Legacy writes about the mass because he was drinking water. Uh, the legacy parents walked into a tense situation. After the incident, we agreed to probation so our kids could get back to playing. We have reminded our parents to obey. The- this is what they want. They force you into this and force you to be compliant with them. And why? Do as we tell you, not as we do, because we've seen the umpteen instances where they're doing their own gatherings wherever they want, however they want. Oh, yeah. They will not stop. They're doing it on their own. But as long as you go ahead and comply by their rules and your registered D, you can do what you want. And all the while, you get this virtue signaling that's being lauded in the news. New Mexico Pueblo gets creative with face mask vending machine. Oh, the Pahuaque Pueblo. Who's from Pahuake? Yeah, Ben Ray Lujan, who just took the vax, who got a stroke in the cerebellum at 49 years of age, and I guarantee it's because of that vaccination and his boosters. In fact, I quite likely, his little mamacita, as well as him, mijito, would tell you right away, it's like, I wish I wouldn't have taken the vaccine because I don't know how the hell this happened. I wonder what hell he's willing to die on for all the things that he believes. Pablo Apawaki is thinking outside the box, keeping people safe. The community leaders placed a vending machine full of the surgical mask inside the Powaki supermarket for members of the public. Kerry Duncan, executive director of the Peo Cultural Center. A lot of people don't have access to things. Tester Master, we're trying to make things as easy as, po- as possible. Watch how they turn in this, this into a political issue. Just based upon their view that poor people get sick or get sicker than rich people do. This affects everyone. This, is a, this virus is so incredibly small, nobody can stop it. Think of like, uh, I don't know, Plankton on uh, Spongebob. I'm so sick of watching Spongebob, by the way. <laughs> Despite all the hard work, Jake Villarreal, tourism coordinator for the Cultural Center, said half of the supplies were already gone the first day. I'm not stopping anytime soon, all in hopes of protecting those both on and off the reservation. You can keep yourself safe, but what that's not going to do anything for the whole community. If we want to heal, we have to do it as a community. Vending machines that everybody goes and touches and gets the uh, their own mask out? <laughs> that everyone's going to go press buttons on? Is someone disinfecting that uh, vending machine? Someone uh, getting that stuff out of there? Probably not. Remember the handouts and the drive throughs You can do that all. And, and, and to make matters worse up in northern New Mexico, this is how dense and ill-informed these people are. They feature two nursing students, Micah Trujillo and Richenda Fox. We have hands-on nursing experience. They're vaccinating hundreds of people. It opened her eyes. Fox spoke about the importance of getting vaccinated. Vaccination is an important safety mechanism for everyone, and especially for those who are immunocompromised. There are folks who are getting really sick, and the younger folks are in an optimum position to help them. Here's, here's, here's where it gets really interesting. She says she's in the first in her family to graduate from college and that the experience of helping vaccinate local has been for feelings. Because of all these disadvantages, economic disadvantages, of course, New Mexicans were going to be hit hard by COVID. Do lockdowns, mass vaccinations, mass masking, uh, essential versus non-essential based upon all the data that we just told you about how lockdowns don't work. Is that the reason? Because we're rich or poor, depending upon who you're, uh, how much you're getting infected? Ask the people of Sandia National Labs. Ask the people in Los Alamos National Labs about the infections. That's the richest zip code in the entire United States. Is this about who has and who has not? No, but the newspapers have a political agenda to sell you one way or another. You better get on board, folks, or you're going to lose your job, lose your life here in the state of New Mexico. Or, hey, maybe you won't lose your mind if you decide to go ahead and relocate to other places like Texas, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, and Nevada. Places that actually are open for business and don't have these ridiculous lockdowns. Five fifty 500. That's 550, fifty five hundred. That's five fifty fifty
2: five hundred. Dow. Uh, just to wrap things up, I know we're we're pressed for time, Eddie. One of the reasons I highlighted this story about the the pueblo is the reporter Brianna Albizu described these free masks given away through the vending machine as a quote innovative idea. Do you think Brianna has the slightest idea? The slightest notion that the preponderance of evidence now suggests that masks are of limited, if not zero value. She's totally unaware of this and just spits out the narrative and calls herself a journalist.
1: It's uh, what do you call it? Uh, Activist journalism, right? Isn't that uh, kind of what we get when we get these? It's loaded up with emotion and uh, activated towards a particular political bent, right?
2: Yeah, or just, I often call it stenography, just relaying what you heard from the official sources and not questioning anything.
1: Crazy. All right. Back after the top of the hour, uh, we're going to get to Dowd's uh, uh, little expose on the Educrats to kick off uh, hour number two right here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, RockOfTalk.com. This is the other song that you got to listen to on the Soul Cages there uh, by saying this one called if I ever lose my faith in you listen to the lyrics listen all night uh, hey it's getting treacherous out there folks so uh, hopefully you guys are back at home watching us on Roku or the like
3: you could say I lost my faith in science and progress you could say
1: This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
7: President and First Lady Jill Biden are reigniting the cancer moonshot. The program aims to reduce the U.S. cancer death rate by half over the next 25 years.
8: When we work together in America, there is nothing, nothing beyond our capacity, nothing. So let's show the world what's possible. Let's show the world. We're committed. Let's show that we can do big things.
7: President Biden's son, Bo lost a long battle against cancer in 2015. The winter storm hitting many parts of the United States is causing a large number of flights to be canceled. FlightAware reporting more than 2,000 flights have been canceled within, into, or out of the United States so far today. Snow falling from parts of New Mexico all the way to Michigan. You're listening to USA Radio News. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's EXERGEN.com. ncom Exergen is changing the way the world
6: takes temperature.
9: Mike Lindell, the veteran CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to listeners. You can get great discounts on all My Pillow products. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, deep discounts on all My Pillow products, like the buy one, get one free special on Giza Dream Sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty, Call 1-800-951-8175 or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code
6: USA.
7: It's six more weeks of winter if you believe in annual tradition. We
3: love him! We love
7: him! Six more weeks of we winter is on the way. Puxatani Phil made his prediction around 725 a.m.
1: Eastern Time Wednesday at Gobbler's Knob in Pennsylvania.
5: Welcome to Puxatani to celebrate Groundhog Day the 136th annual trek of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club.
6: Phil reported he saw his shadow. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry.
7: The trial of three former Minneapolis police officers related to the death of George Floyd is being postponed due to COVID-19. The judge making the decision to adjourn the trial until Monday, the three former police officers are charged with violating Floyd's civil rights on the day he died after being knelt on by police officer Derek Chauvin. You're listening to USA Radio
5: News.
7: Republican senators are ripping the Biden administration over the crisis along the U.S.-Mexico border. This crisis at the border is a direct result of President Biden's policies aided and abetted by Democrats here in Congress. Wisconsin's Ron Johnson saying the United States has no idea how many drug traffickers and gangs are coming in. Wyoming's John Barrasso arguing the president doesn't care that the border is a mess. Mess. And Senator John Thune of South Dakota calling it the worst border crisis in U.S. history.
4: The illegal border crossing attempts were more than two million. This is a national security and it is a humanitarian
7: crisis. The United States remains at war with COVID. So says White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who made the remark while speaking to reporters.
4: The steps that we have taken uh, to make progress, to prepare in the United States, far outweigh what almost any other country in the world has done to date.
7: She said the virus can only be defeated by getting all Americans fully vaccinated and boosted. <laughs> the top health officials have blamed unvaccinated individuals for fueling the ongoing COVID Omicron surge, although people who are vaccinated and boosted. Are also getting infected with the virus. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Burke.
2: Audi Arco (laughs) Super
1: Albuquerque's Macro Aggression. Eddie Aragon. The Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon. The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIBABQ.FM. Rock of Talk.com. It's also groundhog day uh hopefully it's, uh, I, I guess uh joe biden's gonna be giving his speech tonight it was back in 1955 when the very first speech was actually given uh, ladies and gentlemen that's right the uh going all the way back the first presidential news conference on network tv eisenhower on abc uh dwight d eisenhower the 34th u.s president uh as well i guess joe biden uh couldn't cure covid but he Feels like he can cure cancer. Couldn't stop it uh, from killing his son, but somehow he's going to reduce it by 50%. Such an arbitrary number. Uh, All foolishness uh, all the time from uh, Joe Blow Biden uh, 24-7. Something I'm not going to tune into tonight, but you guys can all tune in to a complete and total rerun of this show for the next 24 hours. At the conclusion of this, actually, the previous three days, we've been including that on Rock of Talk.TV. The meteoric rise of the people who are tuning in on the Roku Amazon Fire and Apple TV, uh, no longer podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify, or anywhere unless you subscribe directly to www.rockoftalk.chat. but you can download our apps uh, for free up until July 1st uh, on uh, rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. I'm going to go ahead and charge for everything. I haven't increased uh, prices on our 35, 36 advertisers from the very beginning, and You know, we're just going to find other pots and pools of uh, places to pull from. And uh, we've got more than 4,200 downloads on the app for Apple, 3,300 for uh, Android. And so many people who are tuning in a record month, uh, nearly two gigabytes uh, in terms of our throughput uh, on the uh, taking in at 32 kilobytes on online. And then uh, we were at uh, 3.5 terabytes, uh, if that means anything to anybody uh, out there. Uh, we are a 1920, 1080p HD uh, on Roku Fire. And so, uh, you know, throughput's uh, pretty good. So it's a, a pretty healthy little audience, and we pay for that separately. So we got to sort of make up uh, on all that. Let's not forget, in addition to Hump Day, it's also Groundhog Day. That's right. And
4: what was that again?
1: I'm
5: a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. I don't think.
6: Because you survived the car wreck? You folks ready to order?
5: I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, (laughs) frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Oh, really? Every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender. I am an immortal.
10: Special today is blueberry
3: waffles. Why are you telling me this?
5: Because I want you to believe in me.
3: You're not a god. You can take my word for it. This is 12 years of Catholic school talking. I could come back if you're not ready.
5: How do you know I'm not a god?
0: Ha. Oh, please.
5: How do you know?
0: Because it's not possible. Oh,
5: come Doris. This is Doris. Her brother-in-law, Carl, owns this diner. She's worked here since she was 17. More than anything else in her life, she wants to see Paris before she dies.
3: Oh, boy, what I. What are you doing? This
5: is Debbie Kleiser and her fiancé, Fred. Do so I know you? They're supposed to be getting married this afternoon, but Debbie is having second thoughts. What?
3: Lovely ring.
5: This hey. is Bill. He's been a waiter for three years since he left Penn State and had to get work. He likes the town, he paints toy soldiers, and he's gay. I am. <laughs> this is Gus. He hates his life here. He wishes he stayed in the Navy. Well, I could have retired on I'm half-pay after 20 years.
3: Excuse me. This is some kind of trick.
5: Well, maybe the real God uses tricks. You know, maybe he's not omnipotent. (laughs) He's just been around so long. He knows everything.
9: Oh, okay. Well, who's that?
5: This is Tom. He worked in the coal mine until they closed the town. And her? It's Alice. Came over here from Ireland when she was a baby. She lived in Erie most of her life.
3: He's right. And
5: her? Nancy. She works in the dress shop and makes noises like a chipmunk when she gets real excited.
3: Hey! It's
5: true.
8: How do you know these people? I
5: told you, I know everything. In about five seconds, a waiter's gonna drop a tray of dishes. Five,
3: four,
1: it's three, nuts. two, one. Okay? Okay, that's enough. Uh, Good stuff, Dowd. You got to say it. Oh. Uh, well, one of the uh, AFI's uh, top films of all time. And a brilliant concept and one that keeps, uh, you don't mind watching over and over. Much like Godfather, Christmas Story, uh, Forrest Gump, and the plethora of other offerings that uh, TCM or TBS or whatever these uh, cable... Juggernauts uh, tried to survive on uh, during. See, some people play Christmas music all all uh, winter long, and then you get you know these marathon runs from that. And this would be a, a good day to go ahead and uh, reconjure up the hit from 1993, Groundhog Day, with Bill. That movie
2: is so good, Eddie. I saw it in, when I was in, at university multiple times <laughs> in the theater, and you know it's not even of its time. It's it's really more like a Frank Capra or a Preston Sturgis film. It almost should have been made in the 1930s. It's that good.
1: Yeah, it is. It does. Uh, that's solid. By the way, your texts are that good. Before we get to Dowd's uh, wonderful column, uh, which you can find directly by subscribing to www.rockoftalk.chat. Uh, Q, Quinniversity from Gab, when do we start rewriting the history textbooks? Those who planned this, the Kennedy Assassin 9-11, uh, did this well as well. That would be COVID-19. I love our, you know, our audience likes to really stretch the boundaries, uh, Remember the Q stuff folks. I am not into this was very interesting. Dad, you might want to look this up Scottsdale school board. You've been served citizen free press published this it's time to break the back of the pedophilic school boards throughout this country, violating their surety bonds. Uh, yeah. Who would have thought an interesting little, uh, take on this and maybe some activists out there can uh, break up the school boards, uh, by looking at this, uh, you can find it at citizen free press Scottsdale school board, uh, broken up. Uh, they've been served and, uh, We'll include it at www.rockoftalk.chat on our blast as well in the show notes. Very interesting. Scottsdale School Board, you've been served. Uh, Eddie, funny you should say that about Bill O'Reilly. I'm disappointed in him as well. He has been way off lately on several things. His discernment is waning. Well, generally when you're building up a business and you tell people things that they want to hear, which I do not right? I mean, I'm, we're not looking to like tell you things you want to hear. We'll tell you things that you need to know. There's, there's, I think that's a better long-term profit model. But uh, maybe there is no profit in that, right? Cause uh, you always get hated. And, uh, generally, uh, people who are uh, profits in their own time are always hated in their own time. And I think we've been pretty prophet, P-H-E-T, not F-I-T. And I think that's the better way to go when I say that. So hopefully you, uh, you caught my drift on that. Uh, his discernment is waning. Yes, it is. Uh, the almighty buck, just like Joe Rogan bending over for the $100 million or Bill O'Reilly. Get rid of O'Reilly. My vote is for you. All right, loud and clear. You didn't reply to our text. It is a mistake. President Trump chose a select group for six times. It- yeah, uh, drop, my, uh, drop my text messages, Donald Trump. Please stop raising money while House of Representatives. If you're not going to hand over the money that you make here, to the rest of the people who are running to take over the House and the Senate, in my opinion, you don't deserve to run uh, because you need to be helping everybody else. Where were you when we needed you here in 2021? Uh, absolutely nowhere. That's exactly where you were. Uh, on the definition of what a vaccine is, that's why the CDC in August changed their definition, Eddie, on their website. Basically, now a vaccine is just a therapeutic, according to the CDC. Is it? I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that. doubtful uh, will uh, trust. And uh, always verify. I keep telling people that this is not a vaccine. It is therapy. I'm not going to get the shot. Yeah, the clot shot. That's exactly what it causes. Maybe uh, clots in the cerebellum, which is why we needed to crake open Ben Ray Lujan's, uh brain to kind of uh, clear out uh, what was in there. Might be a dumb question, Eddie. What is their definition of, quote unquote, more sick? This comes from a uh, a, a licensed practical nurse sounds pretty damn nebulous. Seems like what I hear. Thank goodness I got a vaccine. Otherwise, I'd have been even more sick. That's that's what we were talking about. How yeah. crazy is it? Oh, I got the vaccine. I'd be even more sick. How do you know that? You can never actually prove that. Dumb statement. As compared to what? <laughs> what is the baseline data? There is none, and there couldn't couldn't have been one. What are you going to test it against? Eddie, for information, shame T-Mobile for making Vax a corporate requirement. I don't do T-Mobile um, at all. Uh, so if you're on T-Mobile, time to jump off, it looks like. Uh, there's some serious peer pressure happening leading up to their deadline. I'm hearing that from a lot of people and helping people out. Some guy is supposed to lose his particular uh, job on the 4th of April. Let me go down to it, actually. Um, let me see what he wrote uh, earlier. Let's see if we're at. Um, here it is. <clears throat> He says, dang Eddie, I may have to give in and get the jab. Now remember, I have a history of people's texts when they, when they, uh, when they, when they text in, okay. This very same guy, before I give you his second text, texted me on June the 6th of last year. Oh no, uh, August 30th of last year, Monday, August 30th, last year. He says, Eddie, I'm heartbroken. Just found out a couple hours ago. My job is going to mandate the VAX after 17 years of service. This is a slap in the face. If we had sensible politicians, this should be against anti-discrimination laws. Then later on, he writes me this morning, and and I'm feeling bad because I want to help these people that I've been giving good advice out. Thank Getty, I may have to give in and get the jab after all. My job has a hard deadline of April 2nd. Or get it or be terminated. I'm still exploring all options and trying to get a medical exception. I'm devastated. Been there going on, let's just say nearly two decades, folks. My pride is gone. I am broken sucks. There's really no legal recourse for this. And I doubt they will approve my exemption. I really feel un-American right now having to choose between a job or a fake fax. I mean, we feel these guys, this is serious. I mean, that's depression. That's like life altering. I said, if you already have COVID, you seriously don't need it. Um, This is what you wrote me. And I, I repeated it back to him. I said, you wrote this to me. Don't do it. They will not fire you. I contend and continue to contend based on where where we're at, they will not fire you, okay? This is not going to hold up. And even if it's blue versus red states, which is what they're trying to advocate on the OSHA stuff, the red state's not doing it. You're going to have a case federally, collectively. And guess who's next are going to be on the chopping block? It's going to be those corporations who are going to be paying out millions upon billions of dollars out to you for being forced to take the vaccinations, when people who are a part of the same company or a subsidiary of the same company or somehow related to the same company didn't have to do it in another state. This is federal. And they're having to use a federal mandate and federal law. And if you work for a federal agency, you will be able to push back and have been able to push back. You just got to be steadfast and unwavering. He says, Eddie, I know I had COVID in December and got monoclonals. I am trying everything possible to avoid it. They have been threatening for months, but set a hard day. Can you imagine being threatened by your own employer in any way, shape, or form? Doubt if you don't get the vaccine. I'm not his employer, but if you don't get the vaccine, you're not going to work. I mean, that's the last time I'll ever talk to doubt. I am trying all paths not to get it. Unfortunately, I work for a very woke uh, liberal company based out of, so they do not accept natural immunity, yet they claim to follow the science. They always do. This is what they put in, in front of you folks. This is what they do. Judy checks in. She says, "Just heard you talking about how you heard Bill O'Reilly's comments regarding Doctor Malone and Hannity this afternoon. Glad to hear that you may no longer carry him on your station. Recently, I heard him telling Catholic listeners that they needed to listen to the Pope's advice and go get vaccinated. Wow, yeah, that would that's that's reason enough right there. Ben Ray got well, hit. If, by that's, his own. if
2: that's true, Eddie, my parents, who have been devout Catholics their whole lives, are suddenly bad Catholics because they're not getting the jab.
1: Uh, ben Ray <laughs> got hit by his own death ray. Oh, bingo! Wow." I, you know, I like the, the the truth-telling here. I know you guys are kind of amazed at some of the things that I say all the time. Sorry my light was off. Oh, Eddie, thank you for the wonderful music today. Judy and Rhea Rancho. How are you faring, Judy? Look at that snow coming in. You guys doing okay out there? You guys okay? We'll, we'll snuggle in with you in the cold, cold, uh, white, white Christmas weather. Check out Sting playing the gang president in the Who's movie, Quadrophenia. Good actor, too. I didn't I didn't see that. Is he in that, doubt?
2: Oh, he is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah
1: Uh, Let's see. This uh, released uh, some big stuff happening at uh, CNN. I don't really care. Oh, Zucker got fired. I don't even know what CNN is. So, Jeff, like you're trying to improve CNN. They're all happy about Zucker getting fired. Like how is that even subject matter? Why is CNN subject matter? Why is anything that they talk? You know, I used to get on these guys all the time because like half their conservative talk show was – was doing clips from what CNN was talking about as if that was something newsworthy. Yes.
2: Yes. There's a lot of that. A lot of right. is Isn't that just yeah. like,
1: Oh, well, I'm just going to talk about my competition over there. Well, if, why would you talk about their competition and bring attention to them and take more, you know, viewers, listeners, whatever to them?
2: Well, and Eddie, I also think, you know, from time to time, it might be fun, but on a daily basis, when you lower yourself to even dignify these people with, with trying to refute them or, or argue with them or make fun of them. I mean, at some point that's really overkill. Once in a while it's fun, but every day.
1: Wow, you were right on this in this storm. There it is, uh, Banchellen challenge it, We we we're weather weathermen too. Apparently, uh, we can do a little bit of that. Eddie, I can say that I never got the jab and survived Omicron. Ivermectin and HCQ were handy, hydroxychloroquine. It cost a ton, but it helped. Chavez is such an a-hole, he needs to be defrocked. I don't know what defrocked is. Does defrock mean being removal, uh, removed from the church? Yeah.
2: Okay. I think just on politics alone, you know, even if he was out advocating MAGA every day, that's not a role for a priest.
1: Right. Well, according to Pope Francis and his front, uh, remember the sign that he put up? It says it's yep. it's up to us to speak up and speak out. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, if you're being real hardline, forcing people to get mass. So uh, Wow. The, remember I said about the counterculture. There, there it is. He's got some interesting proclivities of Father Chavez over there at St. Therese. Eddie, some good news on this uh, Winter Wonderland Day. Jeff Zucker has stepped down as president of the Communist News Network. Also, I hope everyone's <laughs> like, seriously, uh, Kevin, don't ever talk to me about other networks again. He's listening. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do God bless you all on the key because I don't even want to talk about CNN. It's just not newsworthy to me. Uh, sorry, Kevin. Uh, bad news. Sorry to start your day with bad news, but the groundhog came out, looked around, got scared, rushed back into his den, which means three more years of Joe Biden. <laughs> very good. Very good. Uh, worth watching. Sting House of Strombo. Okay, I'll look at that. Uh, very slippery out there. Do no DOT in sight. Yeah, so they knew about all this 24 hours ahead of time. I remember uh, getting on the air one like Saturday or Sunday morning, and I remember um, Susanna Martinez. And I just lit her up and Richard Berry uh, for not clearing the streets that they knew what was happening. I mean, those things should have all been salted. You could have salted the entire streets for the entire day. Salt lasts about uh, 36 hours uh, from what I've been told before. Don't know how true that is, Mm -hmm. but you can keep it there and prevent lives from being lost. Instead, you know, three quarters, I felt like everyone was listening to our show yesterday because there was nobody in the building today, Doug.
2: Oh, oh, oh! There you yeah. go. Uh, don't forget, folks. Uh, if you if you were a subscriber to Rock a couple months ago, you would have learned that one of the main sources for road salt all over our fruited plain here is none other than southeast uh, New Mexico. We, we should be very proud that whether it's here in New Mexico or all around the country, we provide a lot of that road salt, uh, something that, uh, you know, I suppose environmentalists haven't shut down quite yet in New Mexico, but I'm sure they're working on it.
1: How do you know your traffic guy isn't out in traffic covering the traffic? Well, <clears throat> he can't be. It's impossible in uh, weather like this, and I think it would be, uh, against uh, all good sense if he was on the phone driving around giving you traffic updates uh, driving at 10 miles an hour on the uh, freeway right now so there you go uh, Eddie is snowing like a bunch of wild maniacs here in Las Lunas that's hilarious uh, Eddie great news on the three four terabytes fantastic good job rock of talk keep believing and fight for the 505 yeah the fight for the 505 we, gotta, we, we do it every day oh more pictures of of snow no Eddie it's not the groundhog it was Tom Brady He came running out after his retirement, saw a shadow, so he ran back in. We've got another year of Brady retirement before he runs back out and throws his shadow. Actually, I screwed that one up. It was not my own material. It was plagiarizing. He retired, then came back, then went back. Whatever. Um, Yeah, a lot of people don't want him to retire. Greetings, Eddie and Dow. Land employees took a lot of psychological abuse prior to getting walked off the property. Person by person, October 15th. The County of Los Alamos workers have access to LANL with a weekly test. TRK provides lease space to LANL townside office space. TRK allows a weekly test. So I'm on underlined, undefined leave without pay while Tom uh, Triad gets away with, oh, (laughs) well, Tom Mason, I think I'm supposed to read that. While Tom Mason a Triad gets away with discrimination. Thanks, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, And then he says Los Alamos Lab is ignoring the employees who walked off the lab on October 15th. As is everyone else in power, Lannel isn't going to let facts interfere with their narrative. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. There we go. So, um,
2: what ever happened if, to the science at one of our most prestigious national laboratories? You
1: no, know, if we were doing this whole thing right from the very beginning, we would have trusted our PhDs. We would have trusted, you know, the brains there that were no doubt going to go through this. I mean, you might remember uh, Mr. De Gregorio, who was, uh, you know, absolutely instrumental in helping us assess, crunch, smash, and uh, you know, reconfigure. Uh, the data for public consumption audibly, and then in a town hall, so that we had a better understanding of where we were, because the data you can't argue with. Uh, apparently, you can't argue with the science, because there's definitely different sciences that are around. But when it comes to the data, that's empirical, and it's past tense, which means that tells us more about where we're going than the actual scientists, uh, science does in the predictability. Yeah,
2: Eddie, I think uh, I've been just the last couple of weeks, um, I've been thinking about the column I wrote back in April of 2020, not April 2021, I guess coming up on, on two years about how the federal government and government in general has wildly overreacted to things throughout the years because we misperceived, we didn't categorize the threat accurately enough mm-hmm. in that column. I, I think I posted it on rockoftalk.chat a year, it's one year anniversary, You know, looking at all those 5,000 Al Qaeda members in America after 9 who were going to set off the sleeper cells, the sleeper cells never existed, uh, the satanic uh, panic of the 1980s, the stranger danger of the 1980s, uh, the acid rain scare—you know, over and over again. And I've been thinking, what might help? This will never happen because people in government are deeply dishonest—at least the people we have now. What might help from a citizen taxpayer information analysis is if government updated us on a threat or a perceived threat with some sort of system that indicated. What do we know? What are we in the green on? We absolutely know. For right now, for example, we know that children are not at risk of coronavirus. We know that's absolutely green. And then red, what we don't know and what we're still stumbling toward finding and things that we just don't have nearly enough data on. And then somewhere in the middle, yellow, here's where we think we know uh, we've got some good data on this, although it's not final. Like Be honest about, the, like not just the information you have, but how confident you are in the accuracy of that information and how confident you are in the level of recommendation and advice you're giving us. We never had that. We just had you know, Dr. Disgrace literally said it early in the process, do what you're told. And they were never honest about their confidence level in, in what they were saying. Now, internally, some, some of them might have been questioning themselves. But in terms of PR, uh, in terms of your, your comms director putting all that stuff out there, these definitive statements, Here's what we know, shut up. Here's what we're telling you to do, shut up, to be transparent and open out how confident you are in what you're saying. Some kind of, I hate to say it, I don't want to say color-coded system because we have that stupid homeland security system, but some way of rating their confidence level in what they're telling us.
1: So a couple of quick thoughts on top of that. Dowd, you're 100% correct. We should have had stratification. Uh, that existed from the data and recommendations that existed for certain segments. Comorbidities, comorbidities coupled with obesity, uh, comorbidities coupled with age, and then uh, age uh, coupled with exposure, um, you know, need to leave, etc. And if you looked at it in that way, then you'd actually have some, you know, very good recommendations for public policy. These are things that happened in uh, many of these socialist countries. Uh, particularly Sweden, where they made certain recommendations uh, through stratification. The problem that becomes of that is when you use like uh, you pound, we're all in this together or do your part uh, and be a part of this, you know, community solution. Every time they do that, they prevent that stratification of who should be exposed because they're afraid of marginalizing certain groups. And in that marginalization, in that uh, inevitable uh attempt by liberal wokists to uh prevent uh any sort of stratification because you can't divide we're all in this together we're all bleed one we all you know all this kind of stuff they actually marginalize everybody and leave the entire society behind so we regardless if we're Republican, Democrat, independent, uh which is how they sort of classified us, you know, in in or we've classified ourselves based upon the choice that we've made. They've treated us all as if we are part of this Democrat blue state without taking in any of the information on the other side. And I suppose what Michelle Lujan Grisham is sort of like, you know, has been tone deaf to and pushing back against her own progressives within her party. I don't know if that's theater or if it's actual reality. I don't know if they're, you know, uh, doing this, Hey, at the beginning, I want you to shut me down a few times. I'm fighting for that. And then I'm going to come back to your side. Don't worry. I think by her treating us the way that we have been treated, I think she inevitably goes back to that other side and, and goes, you know, to that, hey, we're all in this together. We're all one instead of, hey, you know what you, and I know you get upset about picking winners and losers and, and choosing, but it COVID actually does pick winners and losers. It picks fat people, it yep. picks old people, it picks sick people, and it yep. kills those people. But it, that's not what, it doesn't kill everybody. So we all cannot be responsible for people who have not chosen not to or have the unfortunate uh, through no actions of their own born with some level of comorbidity that has uh, prevented them from, you know, kind of existing in a normal uh, way. And we don't need to penalize everybody in society to do that. We do that in every institution. Government policy is made like that. Why is it made like that for COVID? Uh, we do that for um, schools. Certain kids are gifted. Certain kids are are, are needing more uh, attention, special education. What? Why didn't we do that for COVID? Like you could pick every single one. My our children aren't as good. They're in a different type of athletic league. Uh, you know, when it comes to you know certain incomes, we stratify that. But why did we not do that for COVID? What was the real need here? If you know, we know that there's only seven deaths under the age of seventeen. Why wasn't that stratified? Why wasn't the 25 to 44 year old healthy? You know, uh, good BMI. Why aren't we looking at BMIs for people? In terms of whether or not those particular, like a, a guy with a bmi of you know body mass index of less than 12 should not be getting any shots of any kind because he's practically you know robust and healthy on his own so you know we did not stratify because they wanted to make sure that everybody was treated a certain way and this has to do i think and it, and it is not a conspiracy theory this has to do with the level of control they wanted to exert over all society so this is really large um, uh, psychological experiment that they've been running on us, running at us, and they know that it can be run at as, uh, states that are running blue, that are more autocratic, and that are more dictatorial. It'd be hard to disagree with my assessment on that.
2: Uh, you only th- I would add to it, I wouldn't disagree. I, I do think the, the control argument's completely valid. The only other thing I would add to it, Eddie, is I do think, and Rush Limbaugh, the great El Rushbo, used to say this all the time, you know, the people on the left. You know, when you study the psychology of people on the left, and I'm in Corrales every day. I was I was there this morning, um, in, inadvertently studying the psychology of people on the left. Um, they don't e- equality, or I guess what they would call it, equity. Now is such a god to them that if if they achieve it in the form of everyone being equally miserable, that's fine because at least everyone's equal. Right. And I think you you made a very important point when you try when you when you were talking about uh lumping us all together and saying you know we were all equally at risk when we know that was that we had information very early on that younger thinner healthier people were not equally at risk uh and, and remember in those early days and we don't hear about it anymore in those first couple months we kept hearing 2.5 percent ifr 2.5 percent ifr they were claiming that the infection fatality rate meaning for all the people who tested positive uh never we won't get into the pcr test that 2.5 percent of the people who tested positive were going to die from this we now know that was inflated significantly (laughs) the infection fatality rate is much 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 lower but they commingled everything they wanted to lump us all together and so that we could all be locked down together and be equally miserable together because their highest goal and really the god they pray to is equality and equity at all costs no distinctions uh no one can have an advantage over anyone else no one can be better looking no one can have more money than another person i mean of course variety used to be the spice of life in our culture uh in, in our in our world in the western world we used to say vive la difference the french the french term uh now we have equity uh and progressive uh well you know, for, forced equality and, and as rush used to say we can all be equal we can all be equally miserable we can achieve that On planet Earth, we've done it on planet Earth multiple times, usually in communist societies, or in like you know hunter gatherer, just scraping you know scraping a living together where you all die at thirty one. We can be equally miserable, uh, or we can recognize that differences and distinctions are actually a good thing to have. But again, when when your ideology and your political inclination uh is for those values you're going to try to do what they did which is lump us all together treat us all equally yep. and mar- you said marginalize and i would say miserableize us and boy they've done yep. a wonderfully successful job of that
1: yeah they certainly have and uh they have shown no signs of stopping and uh for a moment let's find another uh, victim group uh recently you written about uh as early as this afternoon you can get the article directly at www.rockoftalk Dot chat. Uh, Dowd had the release on it, and it's your educrats. They have figured <laughs> a way uh, to self victimize uh, to the tune. I mean, this would be similar to like seals going, or, 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 you know, begging for fish at the uh, SeaWorld, and they'll do any kind of trick you tell them to do. And uh, Dowd, I, I have to say, the way you encapsulated uh, their overall arguments uh, for what they're doing is, uh, you know, right on point. Uh, these are the uh, most Quite possibly some of the best paid, some of the most leisurely induced, uh, least worked, and uh, in my opinion, overcompensated uh, uh, instructors uh, across this country uh, in terms of their uh, turnout product that they turn out. Uh, The New Mexico teachers uh, are some of the worst uh, in the country uh, in terms of their performance uh, as well. And uh, that is reflected not just by uh, their inability to graduate uh, students, and that's on them, uh, it, it also has, is reflected directly on our inability to actually move forward. So we've uh, we've taught our children well through uh, their their groveling and begging and turning tricks. Uh, I like that concept the best so they can they can uh, teach the kids uh, teach their children well on how to beg for money uh, going forward. That's something that those instructors are are certainly uh, doing. Dow, take it away. Rock of talk chat.
2: Yeah, folks, uh, this available just went up, as Eddie said, probably, but well, maybe 90 minutes ago. And it's titled, a <clears throat> little, little spin on the usual phrase you might hear, uh, underworked and overpaid. And I'm talking about our good friends in government schools. And I think it's important for us to make that distinction that we're talking about people who are government employees. There are Homeschooling parents who aren't counted when we count, you know, when we subsidize teachers, and there are private school uh, institutions and teachers who, you know, they're, they're never part of the equation. We're talking about the government-paid employees. We're talking about employees of school districts, and I know that to some ears, people don't like to think of that, but they're funded. The school districts and the employees of the school districts are funded by tax revenue, and they're overseen by elected politicians called school board members. So if they're not government schools and they're not government teachers. What the hell would you call them? Uh, that's why those of us in, in the libertarian world and in some conservatives call them what they are: government schools and government school teachers, not public schools. Uh, the big claim, and we're hearing this more and more as the legislative session's underway. Mercifully, this year we have a 30-day session, a shorter session. You know, a, you know, we're 60-day. getting
1: another. You know, we're getting another.
2: Oh, oh special. Well, that that threat is is always looming. Um, Eddie and I talked about this last week. There was a rally in Santa Fe over over the weekend. Not just last weekend but the weekend before and you had of course these overworked exhausted educators coming to Santa Fe i guess they weren't so tired that they some of them drove for hours and hours to get to Santa Fe and preach and to to legislators and and whine to reporters who of course again stenographers they just transmit the message they never go to anyone who knows something about public policy to maybe talk about some facts well i looked at some facts in, in this post the two claims are we're overworked And we're underpaid. Those are the two, you know, in political messaging and public policy messaging, you know, stick to a limited number of items. So I will give the teacher unions credit for this. We're overworked and we're underpaid. The problem with that claim is while I'm certain that everyone hearing me can cite one teacher or two teachers in your life that were really hardworking and they they didn't get enough appreciation and maybe they weren't paid enough, by and large, the data don't support the claim that teachers are underworked and overpaid. And I start off with the notion of how hard these people work. I looked at some analysis that was done in 20, 2007 and then updated uh, using a different survey in 2019. Full-time public school teachers back in 2007 worked an average of 36.5 hours a week in the weeks that they were working. So we're not counting, of course, those you no, know, You're not counting vacations. all the
1: leftover time? You're not yeah, counting yeah, summers, yeah. holidays? Oh, you're, you're it, we're not even doing that. Just listen to this.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know about you folks, but I work uh, a lot more than 36.5 hours, and I I have a calling and a vocation, so I'm not complaining about it, but I'm simply stating a fact. And I think most of the people hearing me work more than 36.5 hours, if you do work if you're not retired. Uh, by comparison, white collar workers worked longer, uh, three hours on average longer a week. Uh, specialty you know, professionals and specialty technical workers worked uh, 39 hours a week. Private school teachers worked less than the average, but they still worked more than the government school teachers. Now, the data that were updated uh, 12 years later uh, by a different study, teachers recording their own time worked an average of 40.6 hours a work A week private sector professionals worked almost two hours a week more and when the summer vacation was factored in government teachers worked at most 83 percent as much as private sector professionals so the data on we work so hard it it's not there and again the time use survey the more recent data is based on the time use survey this is teachers themselves recording their hours so you know kind of hard to
1: pay we were pretty much in line with it when they were starting out at 35k because the average was like 42 if i'm not mistaken and mm -hmm. i'm not i'm just guessing here just you know spitballing it but i mean that's that's probably in the 80 85 range so yeah uh, they were getting paid uh, for, for what they were doing
2: and and the they they like to purport, they like to compare themselves in terms of the hours worked and and pay to other professionals you know bachelors and masters degree professionals. Also, oh, this
1: is their metric. Right, right, <laughs> right. But are we, are, do we have to listen to these uh, you know wives and husbands of, of teachers complain oh, about yeah, how they we'll take get those home? Yeah. <laughs> she's grading papers till eleven p.m. at night. Like lies, I mm-hmm, guarantee mm-hmm. you, but not even reading it.
2: Well one of the reasons they it's un, it's illegitimate for their comparison of themselves as higher education trained professionals is most teachers get one or more degree in the education field and the people who have really looked at schools of education have really noticed how you know, the rigorousness of what the demands, the intellectual demands placed on people who are in those programs, you just can't compare them to chemistry, math and finance and a lot of these other fields. And so uh, there's a great quote that, that I use from two researchers who've done a lot of investigation into this. Education is widely regarded by researchers and college students alike as one of the easiest fields of study and one that features substantially higher average grades than most other college majors. And this is uh, t- is going to be tough for a lot of our unionized teachers to hear, but this is the truth. On objective tests of cognitive ability, such as things like the SAT and the ACT, as well as the Armed Forces Qualification Test, teachers score only around the 40th percentile. That's less than the midpoint of the 50th percentile. These are not super dynamic, engaged, uh, witty, creative, uh, innovative people. And when you think about it, who who would be attracted to government education? If, if, if you want to go into a unionized government monopoly, mm-hmm. does that really demonstrate how brilliant and hardworking you are? Uh, I know these are th- hard things to hear because in America, teachers are held up as, you know, government school teachers are held up as the best of us. Uh, you know, the data, frankly, really aren't there. Now, when we get to Salary. A lot of times they'll look at, and this is a, a, an old standby for teacher union lobbyists. They'll just look at the per hour pay. You really can't look at just that, folks, because teachers benefit in terms of fringe benefits in ways that the rest of us in the private sector really can only uh, imagine. You can retire on your lifetime pension uh, if you're a member of the New Mexico Educational Retirement Board. You can retire as early as 58. Uh, mid when you're in your mid 60s, the cost of limi- living uh, Adjustments start to kick in. You also, in most school districts, you are going to benefit from something called the New Mexico Retiree Health Authority. That means taxpayers are subsidizing your elder care insurance after 65. Now, even if you qualify, you know, you automatically qualify for Medicare and Medicaid, Medicare, um, you get the gap insurance paid for, heavily subsidized by. Taxpayers, Eddie, in the private sector, I think it's down to something like the single digits now. Where you, it's only in the single digits where you get retiree healthcare benefits, you know, in in your right. retiree years. It just mm-hmm. it's not a thing in the private sector. Uh, another way in which, frankly, folks, uh, you just can't you can't people in in government education just don't know what it's like. If you've been your whole career in, in government education, you don't know what it's like right. in the private sector. And again and again, the cash value of the fringe benefits you get as a so-called professional educator don't compare to the private sector up to 45 percent of and the value guarantee. of your annual wages 45 percent here in the private sector it's only 19 percent no matter you how you look adjusted. at
1: it yeah you get that adjusted when you uh, when you're uh past social security age too
2: Yeah, yeah. And even the Legislative Finance Council looking at government pensions in New Mexico, where the Educational Retirement Board make up a big part of those government pensions, have said in a study in 2018, they said New Mexico has remarkably high retirement benefits for people from the government sector. Of course, that's why the government unions are so active politically and they get what they want from the roundhouse. So I know in america we're supposed to bow down and bend the knee and worship our our government school teachers but when they get militantly political and they make these claims about being overworked and underpaid and the data just aren't there to support it folks uh they don't have a leg to stand on i would encourage you to read this article it's rock of talk.chat 20 cents a day and it will walk you through a couple decades worth of, of research finding that these claims just aren't borne out by reality. Eddie, a lot of us joke in the private sector. We talk about people in government, you know, boy, if you had to live the way we live for a year, uh, just the data back us up. It, it is a different reality in the government sector. I know we're gonna have someone say my spouse is a hardworking teacher. Someone's gonna say, Oh, this teacher affected my life. I'm not saying all, but I'm a public policy research researcher. I gotta look at all the data, okay? Maybe there's an outlier here or there, but by and large, professional educators who work for school districts with your tax money have it very 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 good in terms of their working conditions and in terms of their compensation in fact i would say frankly we need to have a really uh, a deep dive in new mexico on how we maybe want to make that right and maybe cut back some of these pay and benefits they have it really too good so when we have a bill sb number one number one so it shows you the priorities of senators hundred and sixty six million dollars every fiscal year for raises for teachers and principals folks it's just not justified by the data rocket yeah, talk and, dot uh, chat check it out
1: and uh you know a couple of republicans uh jumped on board with that as you mentioned Craig we did. and, I, yeah, and did. the other yep. thing too is uh this will there's no sunset on these raises oh, of course this not, will no. continue so you're going to continue to see more and more money thrown. i mean in 15 years potentially these quote-unquote teachers, if you want to call them that, are uh, turning out. But Like, we're rewarding poor performance now. Could be making six-figure salaries uh, after 10, 15 years. I mean, they're that close to that with uh, some of these raises that have been getting. Incidentally, speaking of schools, uh, looks like two-hour delay for all APS schools quite likely going to be closed. Our school, uh, uh, private schools, are closed uh, tomorrow. I believe St. Pius Tenth is uh, closed tomorrow. All events uh, cancel tonight. And, hey, you know, there it is, your snow day that you guys uh, all wish so hard for doubt. I, I have to be, uh, I have to go back and, and look at this because this is important. Oh, by the way, 545 uh, here in the Kiva. Uh, and so we're going a long time. There's just the, the information, the stuff that's, that's coming out is just so interesting. And I have to address something in terms of how hard is it to get a teaching certificate, a bachelor of education, uh, certificate. And these are by degrees. These are by, Uh, you know, uh, certain segments. I'm proud to say my degree, Dowd, is the second most difficult, uh, by the way. Uh, One of my degrees, I have two. Um, But my business economics degree, uh, the difficulty is at at a 5, 3.1 out of 5, which is the second highest. The first highest is 3.18 out of 5. Study hours a week was 15.7. I'd say that was about right for me to get all the work that I needed to get done uh during the week. And then if you want a, a and guess which is the easiest, just as you stated, sir. Uh yeah. Education difficulty 2.54 out of five. Estimated weekly study hours 12.9. Social sciences is uh harder than education by a full point uh estimated mm-hmm. weekly and two hours of studying. Liberal arts is easier is more difficult than education. Other uh the random other is there and then health people are pursuing health degrees uh, 3.05 out of 5. Estimated weekly study hours, 15.4. Business, as I stated before, 3.1 out of 5. 15.7 study hours a week. And then estimated study hours a week uh, for STEM 16.1, 3.18. That's engineering uh, and things like that. So this I pulled the most difficult one down uh, <laughs> uh, from the... You like B- a challenge. You always have. Yeah, well, BSED is secondary education. Listen to the coursework to get it. So you're going to get your... Uh, this is... This is the full 132 completion, 129 completion from the University of New Mexico. If you want to teach mathematics, grade seven through 12, all the way through high school mathematics. Okay, so you have six hours in writing and speaking English, uh, you know, your ones, twos. Uh, Mathematics, you have that's satisfied by your teaching field because you're going to be focused on mathematics. Humanities, uh, you can American history, geography, history. uh, You can take a couple of honors classes if you happen to be able to. I don't ever remember an education uh, major in any of my honors classes, uh, incidentally. Uh, Physical and natural sciences, eight hours. Social behavioral sciences, linguistics, anthropology, uh, sociology, and then arts and design, three hours, which could be an art history survey course or anything like that. And then here's where you actually get into it. 36 hours of teaching in your mathematics teaching fields, Math, one uh 1512 calculus uh you get a calculus 1 calculus 2 calculus 3 since you're going to be teaching mathematics okay that's as hard as it gets by the way because the rest well you get a little geometry that's easy early math from a historical perspective linear algebra that's easy introduction to mathematical thinking and discrete structures elements of mathematical statistics and probability theory then you get uh, human growth and development, learning in the classroom, microcomputers in school, ESL across the content areas. Those are all requirements that you have to take. And then you have your professional education requirements, which is an additional three, six, nine, 12, 15, 24, 27 hours, which you need for your certificate. Here's here's what they get. OK, so the hardest thing that you've heard so far is the calculus one, two and three. Teaching exceptional student in general education. You have to take a course on that. Teaching reading and writing and content areas. Teaching experience one. What the hell is that? Issues in secondary education. <laughs> like, uh, these are the issues they're going to run into uh, in terms of uh, critical race theory. Teaching of secondary mathematics. Student teaching and then student teaching seminar. Come on. Like... I could go get an education degree today and go make uh, <laughs> 50, 60 grand to start. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is from Big Economics, folks. Uh, big ideas to understand the world. The hardest and easiest college major full rankings are all located right there. the uh, the The most difficult, by the way, is genetics, biochemical sciences, aerospace engineering, molecular biology, uh, and chemistry. Those are the most difficult ones that are in there. And then on the business side accounting and finance yeah okay so of course uh it's that's just all sorts of dull and then economics comes in that's what my degree's in i gotta say that is uh, pretty tough statistics and decision science and then let's go all the way down i guess architecture pre-law legal studies history that's more in the liberal stuff that's there let's go all the way down political science and government uh, that's my other degree i uh, have your history correct
2: uh, I have uh, the equivalent of political science and history. Yeah. Uh,
1: political science and history, looking uh, for that journalism uh, way down the line there <laughs> in uh, in the seventy uh, range. Theology and religious vocations, uh, pretty far down there uh, as well. Uh, you're welcome, Father uh, Vincent Chavez. Uh, fine arts, that where you play with clay. That's still above education. Psychology, oh yeah, that's the uh, the padded. Uh, I still don't see university studies yet. Um, I'm I'm always waiting for the. Famous athlete, advertising and PR—one of the easiest communications. Oh, you see lots of football players uh, with communications. Yep. Degree, you know, yep, yep. yeah. We 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 be we be playing football. Uh, let's see. So, did I tell you I used to do like homework for like half the half the team when I was? Yeah, I remember you saying uh, that. Yes. <laughs> sociology, oh. <cracks laughs> <the> top one hundred. <laughs> oh, criminal justice comes in at ninety nine. Doubt. Okay. Criminal criminal justice, Uh, uh, we still haven't got to education yet. Uh, Oh, finally at 105, coming in elementary education. Uh, Let's see, secondary teacher education comes in at 108. Uh, This is out of 124. Uh, School student counseling uh, checks in at 111, Dowd. Library science, uh, learning the uh, microfiche system. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore, I'm sorry. They just don't organize them. Books, what's a book? We don't go to library. Who has a library degree? um let's see wikipedia (laughs) just cut and paste (laughs) counseling psychology comes in at 118 i'm surprised oh here we are p.e there it is there it is oh early childhood education down 123 it's gonna save new mexico it's it's gonna save new mexico (laughs) and coming in at number 124 the easiest major to get atmospheric sciences and meteorology ah! <laughs> our next governor <laughs> oh my god we got to play this up uh, this Well, really you know,
2: Eddie, uh, correlating i think very well with that is the uh, a, a finding a really interesting finding from yeah. 2012 i know we're running out of time but the um <laughs> we've been running out of
1: time all hour
2: (laughs) researchers uh uh, they found it's interesting they they tested the hypothesis that teachers are so valuable and they're smart and you know they they have they have so much more potential in the private sector if they would just only go into the private sector their degrees are worth so much and they have such a strong work ethic uh they tested this uh, a little bit by looking at uh, census data of people leaving the teaching profession so if teachers are underpaid relative yep. to their skills and degrees, then the teachers who leave that profession should, on average, earn more in their right. new jobs. Okay. Right. Right. Yep. Likewise, new workers coming into teaching should take a pay cut from sure. their previous jobs. Okay. If anything, the opposite is true. Individuals get an average salary increase of 8.8% when they enter the teaching profession, and a pay cut of 3.1% when they leave the teaching profession. And among the professions went that that, that former teachers went into. This is in
1: New Mexico, correct?
2: Uh, no, it's nationally.
1: Nationally, okay.
2: Uh, you don't see a lot of teachers leaving the profession to become engineers or chemists. They often become librarians, cashiers, secretaries, and members of the clergy.
1: Mm, there you go.
2: Underpaid, folks? Underpaid?
1: That last one's an interesting, uh, interesting shout <laughs> All right, we'll hit yeah. to the top of the hour news after we hit a flurry of commercials. Actually, we're going to skip the news. So much snow out there. Be careful out there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're here all the way till 7. I'm going to blow right through O'Reilly. Dowd checks out at 6.45 as uh, he's always on deadline. We appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and, of course, subscribing. I'm going to let the rest of the song play out. Uh, one of the very best. Uh, Sting, if I ever lose my faith in you, right here in the Kiva, AM6800, KIVA, abq.fm. That's my
3: belief in the Holy Church. You would say I lost my sense of direction. Yes, you could say all of this at worst. Tisha. Just...
2: Don't get
5: caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com 3120065. 3120065.
6: Hi, this is
3: Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air.
2: And then chilas and tacos.
3: Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Ah, oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal.
9: It is delicious.
3: Hey guys, what about the fresh air? And what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air?
9: We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com.
11: Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco vehicle anti-theft device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994.
9: Music is The Great Communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick me up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Straight Line Painting, a family owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit straightlinepaintingabq.com to see their great
10: reviews. S3 Technologies, security service solutions. Service guarantees you'll keep running steady with monitoring, device management, infrastructure assessments, and penetration testing. S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies Years of expertise keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely, and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505 242 5683. 505-242-5683, s3nm.com.
4: We love our pets. Raw Greens carry CBD for pets. Raw Greens also carries CBD for people like you and me. Come into Raw Greens today. We're Raw Greens, your local joint on San Mateo, North of Minol, or visit us online at cbd.theplaceilike.com.
1: Pet Food Gone Wild and Rio Ranchos Pampers Pets, all natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats and supplements too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild. Ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats, Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card. 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. pets.theplaceilike.com. Something wonderful like all chocolate dipped cherries or pineapple or apricot glaze. How about chocolate caramels and creams? Even red chili bars. Thousands of incredible delicacies at the Candy Lady in Old Town at 424 San Felipe and on the web at CandyLady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons
4: and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So, if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Minal or call us at 881-6863.
9: Straight line painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete re-stucco. Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit straightlinepaintingabq.com to see their great reviews. This week can be your best week, the week when you get onto a better path with your money. Call me,
8: Tom Crow, at Crow Financial Advisors to give your nest egg the attention it deserves. 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com.
4: Are you fooling yourself about your retirement savings? What return have you seen on your retirement funds in the last year? The last five? Now's the time to reach for new support. To move toward your goals, call Tom Crow at 243-2281.
1: No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection, to 18 different lines brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890 3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890 3736, located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Menal Boulevard. When you
4: suffer a personal injury from a car crash, you need an attorney with integrity. I'm Mark Caruso, Caruso Law Offices.
9: Mark Caruso is a former insurance company attorney who now works with victims. Caruso Law Offices will fight for you. Caruso Law Offices, 883-5000, carusolaw.com. Your personal injury attorney with integrity, 883-5000, carusolaw.com.
1: This is David Allen Staley, while I may not be a radio personality, I am a Medicare advisor in real life, not just on the radio. Call 505-350-3858. I'd like to help you figure out what you've got, show you what's hot and what's not, with all the new Medicare benefits out there. Call me, David Allen Staley, at 505-350-3858. That's 505-350-3858.
11: Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco vehicle anti-theft device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994.
9: Music is The Great Communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com.
1: sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom.
5: This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pavlos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505-828-4068 or his website, myfinancialsense.com.
4: Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satara Advisor Networks, and Satara Advisor Networks is a member of the
5: Securities Investors Protection Corporation. Call 505-828-4068.
9: A
1: No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Anne Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Anne Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York. In Dallas, right here to Albuquerque. Call 890 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthews Bridal, 890 Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manoa Boulevard.
4: Friends ask me what my recommendations are. I just say theplaceilike.com. Theplaceilike.com,
9: wow, is great for locals. Awesome weekly deals, too. Theplaceilike.com. Wow, breakfast, not theplaceilike.com.
1: in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Uragon, The Rock of Talk EM60 under key out of the ABQ.fm. Rockoftalk.com, third hour, commercial free. You and me and Dow 3000, glad to be here with you here on this snow day. They're pretty much already calling a snow day, right, for tomorrow. That's what it looks like uh, so far. We'll wait for all that to finally come through because the kids – you know you know what they got. You know where we're going with this. What do the kids have? They've got freedom. Right, George? You don't belong to you and I don't belong to me. That's the way I sing it. There you go. School won't let him down, D-Dowd, uh, Musk. It's, uh, it's going to look good. George Michael back on this day in, uh, uh, I'm always looking at this day in music, received undisclosed damages in excess of $170,000 from the Sun newspaper over articles printed that stated Michael had gate crashed a party given by Andrew Lloyd Webber and was drunk and abusive. No, not the great uh, George Michael. D-Dod Muska, how are you? Oh, we, we lost out. I, I, always got, I always forget to... Turn him on. There he is. Uh, oh, there,
2: there I am. <laughs> uh, uh, we have been attacked online by Source New Mexico, the left wing oh. activists who dis- uh, disguise themselves as journalists. Wow. We,
1: we got attacked online for what? Uh, yeah. We, oh. as in you and me and uh, Billy Dupree? Who? Uh,
2: well, I guess this little tour, Patrick Lohman. Uh, you've got to ha- be really into chickens if you're a left winger lately. You have yeah. to. Okay. Chickens are very big. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so uh, he's, uh, he's, he's re- he retweeted something we put out and it, and it is accused me of using the word poppycrat which i did not use i use poppycock um i think he's trying to be funny but uh maybe patrick if you went out and actually did some journalism you might do the kind of stuff we do here and and bring facts to people but you're not you're too busy with your chickens i guess to that must be
1: on uh twitter or something some social media thing it is on twitter indeed yes oh, okay. and, and he's
2: a blue check which means you know he's a real journalist you know? oh okay
1: i didn't uh, realize that so Greetings to Mr. Lohman, glad to uh, make his acquaintance. I was so excited about uh, the word poppycock and uh, glad we got it uh, in, not just in the rockoftalk.chat, but uh, the show as well. Lots to get to. I, You know what, it's time for, in honor of Black History Month, let's do a little Black Lives Matter, shall we? I think uh-huh. uh, I'm just going to skip right through Woke is Broke and I'm going to move right to Black Lives Matter because it's gone crazy, folks. It really, really has uh, gone crazy totally nuts it, it, everywhere that you see remember new york city is seeing hate crimes increase uh asian americans uh that, these numbers are staggering by the way 343 percent increase anti-asian attack uh, any word on whether those massage parlors down at this point are going to be considered asian hate crimes mm-hmm. in the state of New Mexico that would be uh what do you mm-hmm. think i think i uh, think it could be it's all those
2: white supremacists. We know that the number one risk in America is white supremacy. So I'm sure it's all those white supremacists attacking Asian people.
1: Well, let's not forget the uh the white supremacist that attacked the massage parlor in Denver, no less. Yep. Right? And and taking everybody out. That was considered a hate crime, was it not? Yes, yes. Yeah, there was. So why why is it not the same? Oh, I'm I forgot. Yeah, we've got Mexican Americans and Hispanic Americans who did it. So I guess the only time it could be a hate crime is if a white person attacks a minority. Is that is that My uh, part of the course. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, anti-Hispanic hate crimes, by the way, increased 700% in New York, but it just means that there's eight of them instead of one of them. And then here's the interesting thing is the reports of anti-Semitic attacks in New York. Those are the largest. They accounted for 38% of the hate crime cases by the NYP. I don't see anything here, hate crimes uh, against black people here in New York noticeably absent uh, wait if 38 percent of the hate crimes that actually occurred in new york happened against jewish people doesn't seem like there's too much hate for black lives matter mm-hmm, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, remember all of the uh, black lives matter stuff uh, it's white as snow out there and black lives matter ladies and gentlemen let's let, let's get into it uh, a little bit shall we we have a career criminal Uh, arrested, uh, how many times since, uh, 2000 or excuse me, no, no, the mid 1980s. Uh, there's a complete video of this guy. Uh, John Ray Lomack. He is a career criminal with a rap sheet dating back to the 1980s, has been freed from jail for a fourth time in six months after he stole a $750 70 inch. He's literally cramming it through the front door while security guard is attempting to prevent him from running out the door. It's a hilarious video. And then he talks about racism, discrimination as they're arresting him. This was, of course, in very woke Seattle. Prosecutor urged Judge Cool Jinder De uh, I don't know. Where's that from? Down. To hold <laughs> Homack in jail on five thousand dollars bail, setting his criminal record of 32 prior arrests. What did uh, Cool Jinder DeHillen decide to do? Uh release without bail. <laughs> woke on woke, uh, going broke. Those stores are, remember, they're shutting down in New York. You have Rite-Aids, you have pharmacies. Good People are just walking in. Just, I'm going to come pick me up some liquor for the weekend. Remember, the two items that are getting stolen the most in uh, many of these drug stores in New York City are what? Liquor and makeup. <laughs> remember, uh, you don't need the makeup if the guy's got plenty of liquor in him. Uh, Breitbart News reviewed Lomax booking records, which show that his latest arrest on January the 16th resulted in his release without bail again by... Judge Melinda, it doesn't matter if it's uh, DeHillen, full gender DeHillen, or Judge Melinda Young. Uh, they get released without bail. Uh, this guy has a video where you can watch him shoplift a 70-inch TV, like cramming it through the door, running out with it. He's had burglary, assaults, cocaine possessions, and attempted robbery. Um, in the last six months, he's been released from jail four different times, folks. He has no... Uh, 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 Ability to stay in jail for any amount of time whatsoever. Is that crazy or what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, they, We we don't keep him in jail because he's black, because Black Lives Matter, and this is Black History Month. So let's just focus on that for a second. Okay. Uh, in Stockton, California, uh, this was interesting. A, a veteran fire captain, Max Fortuna, 47, called to a dumpster fire. Firefighters heard gunshots as they extinguished the place. He was shot. It just, you know. Is that not a hate crime? I think that's a, that'd be a hate crime. Against I, I think so. Against firefighters who are trying to put out a fire. Yes. Right. And then uh, you might remember last Thursday, no update on the condition of the police officers there in Houston. The suspected shooter fled in a white Mercedes. Still a large authority state. department asked the public to avoid the area where the shooting occurred on the 2100 block of McGowan. The officers are in stable condition after being taken to Memorial Hermann hospital. So let's move into woke being broken. This, here we go. We got certain businesses that are shutting down and then other businesses right now that are shutting themselves down. Are they not? (laughs) How how do they do so? (laughs) This might be the best story. I actually went, I went to the website of this particular business. Oh, there's all sorts of uh, middle-aged, ugly, weird, Seriously, did you look at the, you looked at, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I haven't been, though. No. Oh, no, just all sorts of grossness of uh, people who are into, you know, uh, uh, they're all white, they're all middle-aged, they're all mm. gross, and they're all about this woke ideology of Black Lives Matter, and they don't understand how it's, a, you know, here's what they did at their store, okay? The Milwaukee base, it's actually Wisconsin, and it's a weird name of a town. A Milwaukee-based spice company, we sell our spices and I like to make cakes and salads and, you know, these wonderful, you know, things that I grow in my garden, is pleading with customers to buy gift cards after a recent promotion declaring Republicans are racist backfired. Oh, this is, this is, this, this is the story of the year so far. My favorite by far. Okay, It's called Penzi's Spices. They used MLK Day to peddle their good. By the way, uh, MLK, a Republican. Yeah, first nine congressmen uh, that were black that got elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, all Republicans. Let's not forget uh, Happy Black History Month. Uh, you, you, you remember what you want, though, Democrats. Uh, let's not forget Woodrow Wilson. What I say, Harry S. Truman, uh, Byrd, uh, LBJ, uh, all members of the KKK. Let's not forget that. Just, uh-huh. just inconvenient little truths there for you, Democrats. Arius Truman, yeah. Bonif, bona fide racist. Yeah. Use Martin Luther King Day to peddle their goods and besmirch Republicans. The Spice Company held a Republicans are racist weekend sale, which they promised to cheese off the racists. Spice Company also offered Black Lives Matter stickers with every purchase during MLK weekend. Please Google Penzi's Spices. Okay. The company's owner sent an email to their customers that stated, Remember how Republicans did all they could to derail that success by trying to drown out BLM's message with shouts of All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and lying about the leaders of BLM being Marxist and communist. Uh, We'll talk about Patrice Coolers in a second. Uh, Remember, she's the woman who made uh, four large purchases for California mansions, homes, right? and Alicia they literally refer to themselves as trained Marxists by the way folks so they they are bona fide uh communists as well what's that they don't try to hide it Eddie (laughs) yeah they didn't try they literally came out and told you we are communist Marxists so then the spice company continued to make unsubstantiated claims claiming that Republicans want to shoot blacks this is the the company itself Remember how Republicans going against a mountain of evidence to the contrary once again lied and said, remember, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Wakosha What was the name of that place? Kenosha? What, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, the
2: driver? Yeah, well, yes. the
1: driver? Waukesha. Well, there's the driver, Waukesha. And then there's, of course, um, you know, the uh, young man, 17 years of age, who crossed state lines. Right.
2: Yes. You know, <laughs> that,
1: that, yes. Yeah, that whole thing. So this guy has done all of this after that. After that. Remember how Republicans going against, he writes this, once against a mountain of evidence to the contrary, once again lied and said BLM wasn't a peaceful movement. It isn't. And instead terrorists inciting violence throughout the country and then raced out to buy a crap load of guns because maybe they're finally going to get their chance to shoot a black person. (laughs) What a bunch of racists. This is an email that this guy put out. Yeah. Like, and go look at the people who work for him. His uh, his, uh, name is Bill Penzi. He claimed that the Republican Party does everything it can to make it harder for black people to vote as well. Yes. Oh. He said to a Republican, racist label is one you deservingly wear every day. You stand with them. Get used to it or maybe instead become a better person, they said. He ended the email by using his liberal beliefs to get people to sign up for emails from the spice company. If you believe in vaccines, here we go. All the goodness set in motion each time we say Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and all the goodness. The goodness set in motion. If you, say, if you say that, if you say Black Lives Matter, there's so much goodness that comes from that. You know? Mecca lecca hi, mecca hi, ho, mecca
2: hi, hi, Remember peewee? Yeah. You know, the I magic got, words? I
1: was, to, I was about to do my peewee laugh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do the whole tequila thing. But, yeah. Tell them Large Marge sent you. Yeah uh <clears throat> and knocking on every door possible before eleven eight twenty two to turn out every last vote to save our democracy, we would be better off with you on our mailing list. okay, we know the temperature this guy' is totally tone deaf you know that you had the uh uh, uh sort of woke uh black man criminal uh blaze down the street uh killing eight uh Eight uh, white white people, right, mowing them down, right. Some of them so they, children, I believe. Yeah, children, several children. Okay, so then, Penzi Spices suddenly got all sorts of people to just like unsubscribe. They lost more than forty thousand subscribers after this Republicans are racist email. That's right, because people are people are are, are tired of this. They're tired of the preaching that comes on with all this. And we're going to get to, uh, like I said, Miss Calores and Garza in a moment. So he's flipping it the other way. This is how screwed up these people are, these liberals. After starting the year with all Republicans and Republicans and following up with Republicans or racists, we've set a nice little boycott for Penzies. Surge in motion. Please help us by buying gift cards if it's within your means by picking up a small stack of gift cards to help out our business. Oh, this guy's begging for money now on the other side of this argument, stating that he's suddenly, after going after Republicans, suddenly the victims. Folks, this particular spice company back in 2019 spent more than $700,000 on Facebook ads, promoting the impeachment of Donald Trump, at one point spending more than anyone but Trump's re-election campaign, according to the data compiled by the marketing firm Bully Pulpit Interactive. This guy deserves every little thing that he gets. When it comes to people boy, boycotting his business, no doubt about it. Okay, so let's let's get into the BLM group that Mr. Penzi. Uh, have you have you Googled him? You see what he looks like? I think we need a visual. Bill Penzi. Yep, there it is. Spices. Bill Penzi. Let's see if we got a. a is he holding a chicken? Oh my God. You got to see this guy. He is literally in a pimped out purple shirt with some strange looking lady that, oh my gosh. Wow. Look at this. Penzi Spices wants to loot Kenosha store in support of protests. Oh. Wow. Yeah. These are some of the things that, what is Penzi's uh, CEO, Bill Penzi net worth? Uh, we, we should find out. Uh, this guy, boy, he's about the the worst there is. There you go. Okay. So let's get back to the action. Shall we on uh, black lives matter? What happened to clores and Garza and there was one other person who was involved. These people have all left Black Lives Matter. Okay. There's sixty million dollars that they're sitting on. What were they able to do just in the last year? They had 90 million that they raised last year. What did they end up doing? Buying real estate at the height. They also, in addition to that, they set up one of those pieces of real estate. In the headquarters of the Communist Party of Canada. That's right. They transferred millions of dollars to a charity called M4BJ, a Toronto based nonprofit set up by Janaya Khan and other Canadian activists, snagged a 10,000 square foot historic property for the equivalent of $6.3 million in cash last July. The wife, uh, Patrice, is a lesbian. Khan, the woman who received all the money, right? Well, her wife is the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. That's right. And she resigned from Black Lives Matter, took money out of Black Lives Matter. I don't know what they needed it for. It's just a movement and a hashtag anymore. And they cannot find Patrice. They cannot find Garza. And there's nobody running Black Lives Matter. And the $60 million that's left over after the $30 million that they spent last year is sitting in a bank. The U.S. charity that serves as the face of the BLM movement provided the bulk of the funding for the purchase of the 10,000-square-foot property in July. This is crazy. It's also the headquarters, in addition, for the Communist Party of Canada, the Wild Seat Center of Art and Activism doubt.
7: <laughs> art Canadian, and activism?
1: Yeah. Canadian BLM activists Sarah Jama and Sadra Saudi said in a statement, for BLM Canada to take money from BLM Global Network for building without consulting the community was unethical. These are their fellow uh, comrades in BLM. Well, here we go. So there's a lot of questions now about the uh, BLM finances, about Kalors and Garza. She resigned her role; nowhere to be found at this point. Why is this not being looked at, audited? They brought in two people, Makani Temba and Monifa Bandale as the new uh, people who are the new people who are the um, leaders of this. Right? Kind of crazy. Makani Themba says, thanks to everyone for your support. I'm the new head, but guess what? She never actually assumed the position. Yeah, she never got into the role. She's not being paid. She's not part of it, et cetera. BLM actually revealed after everything, after their expenses and grant disbursements, we are left with an approximate balance of $60 million. It was a request for the BLM 2020 form for 990 in person of the organization's office in Los Angeles. Get this, folks. They were informed by a security guard that there's never been a Black Lives Matter office at that location that they're registered at. Yeah, where they're registered. Unidentified BLM spokesman told the Washington Examiner that the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation does not currently maintain a permanent office. This is a $60 million organization. And so this is the type of organization that Penzi likes to defend their doubt.
2: Oh, I'm just curious. I mean, the IRS, which of course strictly scrutinizes nonprofit organizations, that's what that Form 990 is. You have to file it. You know, I've spent my life in the nonprofit world. It's a it's a useful form because you can find out how nonprofits are uh, paying their top staffers. And if you're a donor, you might want to find out. Uh, I can think of one nonprofit in New Mexico that right wing people give to. They might want to find out how much a particular person pays himself. But anyway, uh, besides that, Form 990. How are the IRS auditors? going to audit you have to do physical interaction with the black lives matter foundation if they don't have a permanent office uh it's gonna make it tough for yeah. accountability
1: right going to be tough to find them out, as uh, yeah. as they say so so let's spin to it a little bit more shall we, we got a couple of quick uh, phone calls somebody wants to jump into the kiva here on this snow day hump day caller you in the kiva go ahead i'm here who's this is that you yeah hey
11: look I wish you guys would be racist. It'd be so funny. It would be so
1: funny if you oh, got Oh, we got a liberal. Racist. We got a liberal. You, why don't you stay on? We're going gonna to keep our liberal on. We're going to drag him through our entire segment. You just stay right okay. there. You Is just, that me? Yeah, that's you, pal. Just stay right there. Damn You're it. Our little, little BLM supporter that's uh, on the air. That's good. Cool. What, what's your name? What do you do? Look, dude. D- d- what? What? <laughs> My name is Derek. We My name is Derek. Talk. You guys should actually be racist. My name it'd is Derek. Uh, you guys should actually hilarious. be racist. They're hilarious. Uh, yeah, we're telling you the news, buddy. I'm so sorry. You're the racist. You're the guy that believes in. You guys that believes in you're black Black Lives Matter. If you could go if you could actually go like racist. It'd be Yeah, you're the racist, buddy. You guys are the ones that play this identity politics. Yeah, you do. Keep voting Democrat, you little plantation animal. Later on, bro, do you want to stay on listen, or you're going to listen anyway? That's what all you NM source guys do. I just call now. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. See, we we got the haters listening. You know how much I love that. You know how much... See? What do they try to do with you guys, right? What do they try to do? They try to call you a racist... They try to tell you how racist you have. Hey, you guys are actually, well, the sarcasm's not lost on me there, pal. By me going against BLM, um, I thought I was a minority, right? We're in a majority-minority state, uh, by the way. I represent a, a majority of that minority. So I wouldn't call me racist. And I would also suggest to you that uh, look, learn a little bit about your background, of which I'm 4.6% black. I would have been Albuquerque's first black mayor. That would have been that would have been something, Dad. I would have uh, enjoyed that. I, right. I
2: can guarantee the people of Albuquerque that Eddie Aragon is more black than Tim Keller. That's for sure.
1: That's what she said. Hilarious. Oh, this funny stuff. Okay, all right. So let's let's get back into it. Uh, I like the 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 need for him to interrupt us uh, was showing how effective uh, we were uh, being as well, Dad. Which I think. Well, can... I mean,
2: you know, our product is so good, Eddie. Even our haters listen to our show.
1: Oh, that's good. I like that. That I, I'm actually <laughs> okay. So let's go to the Bravo Network. You want us to talk about more hate from the black community and the woke, uh, white liberals. We got to call them something else. If I, if I try to put the woke and white together with people who sympathize with, uh, black lives matter. And I made a word out of it. Would that be offensive? And, uh, do you know what I just, what word, I, what word that would be? I'll bet you'd be able to put it together. <clears throat> <laughs> Look, yes. I don't even have to ask a second time. If I did, if I start calling him that, uh, the, the guy that just called, he's one of those words. Is that that's how we would refer to somebody uh, like that? Okay, so here we go. Uh, if you want to subscribe, if you want a complete replay of this, you'll have to pay us in order to for the pleasure of using that. Uh, Bravo's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reality television show features a woman who's accused of running a cult. Another faces federal charges for running a fraudulent telemarketing scheme. Uh, but guess what? They went after the Asian lady because she called out Black Lives Matter during the riots of 2020. Of yeah. course. Oh, yeah. That's the real problem with the show. They got rid of her. Jenny Nguyen, or Jenny Wen, as her friends referred to her. When are you coming over? A successful business owner who came to the U.S. as a refugee from Vietnam, no less. Watch Apocalypse. Oh, by the way. You gotta, gotta watch that movie. At the age of seven, was fired from the Bravo show last week when activists got a hold of posts from a deleted Facebook page and, being snowflakes, demanded that Housewives executive producer Andy Cohen fire her. There you go. Woke is broke, folks. They don't want the Asian on there. Oh, oh. They got uh, they got the uh, Italian that's on there who has been threatening people with physical harm on the program. She's still there. They didn't get rid of her. Remember, they they kept the other woman who's accused of running a cult. She's still on there as well. Okay, Uh, The the, the producer and director of the show, uh, Mr. Cohen, has intentionally and predictably seeded his shows with wokeness over the past three years. Why? Well, guess who his best friend is? That would be uh, CNN's Anderson Cooper. They also uh, got rid of uh, mean girl Kelly Dodd. She gave the heave-ho when she... Dare to voice other than leftist political talking points on the shoe. She was called a racist. Like uh, the uh, guy that's here. Hopefully he's coming back. Refused to wear a mask. Ticking off the tisking of the pandemic school. She later married a reporter from Fox News. Oh. She'll never be on again. Yeah, she's done. Yeah, she's, she's done. So, um, remember, this is the place, I guess, where they throw a sex toy party. They have blackout drunk episodes. They ca- accuse each other and they show each other taking drugs. Got involved in all sorts of weird, you know, sketchy business ventures, you know, all sorts of things. And uh this is uh what they get rid of. They get rid of the Asian lady. What else is happening with Black Lives Matter? Let's go to let's go to Whole Foods in Amazon, uh shall we? Caller, you in the Kiva. Go ahead. You back? Hey Eddie. Hey, what's going on? Who's this? Hey.
11: This is Steve man. I'll tell you what, Eddie. Uh New Mexico DOT is a freaking joke. I forty is a freaking I twenty five north town. I'm at like Jefferson. It's a complete parking lot. They knew this was coming. Oh they yeah. They didn't prepare.
1: Well, the Republican Party needs to do a news release. Cue the news release, Mister Curtis, and send it out and show them how ineffective government is. We've known about this storm now for two days. Uh, we we we've known how it was going to play out and it's not even that bad here. And uh, you're on I-40, where exactly? Let's, let's take a look at the I'm, uh, map. Northbound tw- yeah, northbound 25 Jefferson, and it's an absolute
11: parking lot. It's, it's, it's what a joke, man.
1: What Hold on, let me, let me, they, let me, let
11: me about this.
1: Let me weigh it up real quick, okay? Well, we're gonna go to the, uh, the, the ways map and Kind of see what it looks like uh, right now. Let's see if I was trying to go. Oh, look at this. There we go. We're already wazing it up. All right. You know, I went to Waze. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. All four ways. Oh, my gosh. It's a disaster. (laughs) Oh, it's as bad as that. You are absolutely right. Look at that. North. uh, uh, Okay. So, all the way. And I never do. Never do. From San Mateo, it's locked down. Uh, looks like both north and southbound, uh, east and westbound on I-40 is locked from Rio Grande to San Mateo, and then uh, north and south pa- uh, southbound I-25 pretty much on lockdown from Gibson. Uh, is that about it? No, no. It looks like uh, Lomas. Excuse me, running all the way to North I-25 to Alameda uh, Paseos. Paseo's toast. Paseo is Paseo is dead. Uh, from the freeway, up and going up and down Paseo, meaning going east and west on Paseo, you're toast. Coors is on lockdown. That's toast. Uh, 528 lockdown. Can't move there. And then Golf Course Road, uh, back there, lockdown. Can't get through there. Uh, if you're using Unser, that's probably the best way to negotiate anything. You will be going slow, but at least you aren't in the red. Everything's uh, on lockdown. There you go. Oh, uh, looks looks like Rio Rancho's good. <laughs> five twenty-eight. It it's all <laughs> there up there on the hill. It's, everything's good in the oh. city that works. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, and then if you use uh, Sandoval County, five fifty, you're you're on orange. You're not on red. But yeah, Albuquerque. Another reason why Albuquerque sucks. So, there you go.
11: Yeah. No, I I moved from Rio Rancho lived there for thirty years. I moved there last year. My insurance rate went up fifteen percent. Just by changing zip codes. And this is
1: why. Three inches of snow, six inches of snow on the ground. Might as well just sleep in your car at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sleep your car. It'll be taking you somewhere between. If you're on I 40, I'll bet you it'll take you two hours to get home minimum. So 640. I mean, I could do a show all the way till nine. Should I do a show all the way till the eight or nine? I can. I can sounds like that. people
2: need some help out there. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'll, uh, I'll keep running keep the show. Should keep I do me that? Company, bro. What do you think, Steve? Should I just keep doing it then for people? <laughs> yeah, I just
11: keep me company, man. I'm just trying to get up to San Antonio and it may be an hour before that happens.
1: You are, you are where are right now? Uh,
11: the sign says San Mateo is doing a one half mile. I'm just.
1: Just been trying yeah, to you're you're probably difference. you're probably about thirty minutes. Call me back in thirty minutes. I guarantee you'll still be negotiating that. Dow's checking out, yeah. uh, but guess what? Dow didn't have to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, I've
2: never felt luckier than I feel right now.
1: There you go, buddy. He's all good to go. Oh, all right.
2: And if you're really lucky, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be a subscriber to Rock of talk. Chat. Uh, I'm going to give you as I as I as I bid my adieu. It's never, as Nixon said, it's never goodbye. It's au revoir. We'll we'll be seeing you again. Um, who, who do I be channeling Nixon today? It's 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 crazy. Uh, one um, of our
1: greatest presidents, by the way. And by okay. the way, he beat that racist Wallace, uh, George Wallace. Let's not forget oh, the nice. uh, Democrat uh, racist, uh, the anti-BLM. We'll have Democrat. Those, we'll have those N words voting. Voting uh, Democrat for the next fifty years. Go ahead. Uh, the Democrat who literally
2: stood in the in the in the university door, blocking uh, uh, Black. Americans of African descent from from getting access to uh, to school. All right. Uh, number one, uh, the Democratic mayor of Albuquerque. His anti-Asian hate crime declaration did not end up helping Sihu uh, Fang, the poor woman who was killed mm-hmm. in, the, in the massage par, uh, murder, let's say what, what she is. Uh, that's a great post by our friend, uh, Mr. Wilbur over there at uh, the New Mexico Conservative. That was Eddie, our most clicked. Uh, very closely behind it was a great piece from uh, a, 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 play, a website based out of the UK, Soylent Green. Why wow. hasn't our society collapsed? It really walks you through... One of the the most fun things you can do as a public policy analyst is look back at the history of predictions of uh, how we're all going to be just wiped out uh, by environmental disasters that never really seem to to come along. Soylent Green takes place in 2022. We are in the Soylent Green era right now. Um, Last time I checked, I wasn't eating people. I don't don't think anyone else was either. Uh, Number three, something we covered in the show today, Johns Hopkins. Hey, turns out lockdowns had little to no effect on COVID-19 deaths, but they did impose all sorts of economic and social costs. Remember when we were talking about that two years ago? Uh, Number four, the Hobbs police have released the video interview of the young woman who threw her baby, I won't say her baby, the baby who she happened to be carrying into the dumpster. Eddie, I I know you've read this. I've read it. Her, her, Her repeated references to the child as it extremely disturbing to me. Uh, I don't see babies as its. uh, That's just me. And then finally, number five, Kirtland, the Air Force base up there, they have renamed their Airman Leadership School after the eighth Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. His name is Sam E. Parrish. I know we have a lot of military figures, current, and veterans in in our audience. And so, Eddie, I've been making more of an effort to try to look into Kirtland, Holloman, and Cannon's uh, press releases and just sort of keep people Informed about what's going on on our air bases in New Mexico. That's the top five. Twenty cents a day, folks. You can get it three hundred and sixty-five days a year. Rock of There
1: you go, and uh, we'll have uh, the post that'll come by later. D. Douad Muska will be there, and we're going to go ahead and replay the entire video of the show, and then the of course the entire audio of the show as well. You're welcome to call in if you need to kind of get some stuff off your chest, and if you're hanging out in traffic and you're not moving. Uh, five fifty, 50, I'll be happy to talk to you. I'm going to run some commercials and all that. Let me wrap, uh, had a lot more here to actually get to, uh, on this because I want to talk about whole paycheck. Yep. Whole foods. So there's the, um, national labor Relations board. Okay. Uh, is going against whole foods and the whole fight is against black lives matter. So whole foods has this angle that they don't want you to wear any propaganda, paraphernalia, you know, anything that would be any political bent at all. And I think that that's fair for them to go ahead and ask. But the National Relations Board, uh, Labor Board, argues that it's illegal for Whole Foods to say that a grocery store staff cannot wear Black Lives Matter paraphernalia at work. They have uh, forced Whole Foods to let staff wear BLM gear that would be to compel employer speech by restricting their speech. This is Totally ridiculous argument. Just listen to this. And that it says it violates the First Amendment. So if a company doesn't want you to say something and they pay you to do that, just like anything else at this point, you have to do that thing, right? Company policy. It's fireable, definitely fireable in right-to-work states, right? you can fire you just because they don't like you in right-to-work states. So Whole Foods corporate policy forbids employees from wearing Symbols, slogans, flags, messages, logos, any form of advertising. Maybe probably even if you're trying to advertise something for yourself, you run a business, et cetera. So staff that's wearing BLM masks and pins were asked to remove them. BLM masks and pins. Sent home for refusing to remove them, and then disciplined for refusing to take them off. So the National Labor Relations Board comes forth and stated on behalf of the BLM Whoever, that the messages at work counts as raising concerns about working conditions and accuses Whole Foods of having and enforcing an appearance rule to restrict employees from engaging in concerted activities for their mutual aid and protection. We don't know if these people are white, black, what they are. And if they're BLM, they're suggesting that them forcing the BLM aficionados to go ahead and take that stuff off is preventing their ability to negotiate an activity to negotiate for their own protection and, quote-unquote, freedom. Whole Foods is right. This is an Amazon company now. You know that, right? This is uh, Bezos. They argue that employees do not have a protected right to display the phrase black lives. Yes, they absolutely do not, or anything else. Because if they display that, can't somebody display something else? And that the Relations Board's complaint represents an effort to expand the protections of the National Labor Relations Act beyond the current NLRB and judicial interpretation. And that is true. So just by you saying Black Lives Matter, BLM, BLM Movement, BlackLivesMatter.org, if you sympathize with that, that does not make you black. It, does not, it doesn't make you as part of that group. And many of these people are arguing that this is a level of harassment based upon, well, you know, if we sympathize with them, we identify with them, or whatever, that we are being racially harassed and you, Whole Foods, are discriminating against us. In your own business. Nothing could be further from the truth. Because you sympathize with something doesn't mean that you are subjugated. You could be any race, any color, anything. (laughs) To people committing racist remarks or acts against you if you are not of that ilk. This goes back to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which only states this. Nothing beyond this. This is loosely uh, interpreted by people who are trying to wear their whatever to go along with BLM. The law prohibits discrimination against person because of race. It doesn't protect one's right to associate with a given social cause, even a race-related one, in the workplace. That's right. They can force you to remove it. So we'll wait for that sort of a debate to play itself out uh, overall. But, you know, this is, you know, Black History Month. And, of course, you know, our very woke government here in the state of New Mexico is doing what it can to amplify, participate. Get we don't see this with any other thing. Native American Month. Where was the whole Native American celebration month in November? I'm 25% Native American. Actually, 23% according to the, the blood test. I'll give you the, the breakout if you want it. Well, here's what's happening. New Mexico State University has a full slate of programs to celebrate Black History Month. Black history clubs sprang up. Teachers demanded materials to restrict their pupils. Progressive whites, not simply white scholars and philanthropists stepped forward to endorse the effort, according to Month.gov. Other things uh, featured. They go through a whole history. Kent State University held its first observance of Black History Month in February of 70. Then U.S. President Gerald Ford recognized the celebration of Black History Month in 76. That's the longest one running, folks. 76. What was Ford? Well, (laughs) there it is. A Republican. Black History Month acknowledges the rich contributions that African-Americans have made to our country's history, NAACP said on its website. Founded in 1909, the NAACP is the nation's oldest and largest nonpartisan civil rights organization, 250,000 adult and youth members. In addition to so many other events that they're doing, they also have the featured one that's taking place on February 17th, a Thursday at noon, called Black Health Matters. Correct. Just think about that for a second. And finally, speaking of universities and going uh, woke and trying to stay out of the way, Nebraska. You uh, recently heard about its uh, unbelievable unemployment rate, 1.7%. Only 17,000 Nebraskans unemployed right now. Those are people who are probably just shifting jobs from one to the other. Their mascot's called Herbie Husker. And Apparently, he's been making racist hand gestures for decades. Yeah, brand new, so they, they decided to change it. The Nebraska Cornhuskers gave its mascot an upgrade to make sure there are no associations between Herbie and white supremacy. Yep, they just changed this, folks. Herbie Husker is making an okay sign. Apparently, an okay sign is white supremacy. Three straight fingers making a W for white And a circle formed to extend it to make a P? White power? Yeah. They made Herbie get rid of that. They thought that he was being racist. He was talking about white power. The concern about the hand gesture was brought to our attention by our apparel provider and others, and we decided to move forward with the revised Herbie Husker logo. The process of changing the logo began in 2020, and we updated our brand guidelines in 2021. The revised logo is now the only Herbie Husker mark available to licensees. This is from the Nebraska Athletics. They sent that to the Associated Press. We just didn't want anybody associated with portraying anything that anybody might think, uh, you know, that means uh, white power. This has been there for years. After the Anti-Defamation League listed the OK Jester on its hate symbol list, even mascots, even something as easy as a mascot is having to change the way that it looks. Right, five fifty, 500. 550, fifty five hundred. That's five fifty, fifty five hundred. Let me uh, peruse around here and uh, look for those that are listening out there, and uh, we'll take a look at the uh, traffic, see what that looks like. So the Waze map is the way to go, but w a z e dot com, and you can search that, and I believe that it will automatically download it from your uh, Google Store or your um, store for Apple. So if we look at this Waze map and this traffic reports. That's on here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's bad, folks. Ooh, so bad. Okay, so northbound, southbound, I-40 is on lockdown from Coors. Yep, Coors all the way to San Mateo, both ways. And then uh, speeds up a little bit after uh, San Mateo uh, headed, uh, looks like, both both directions. Uh, You're going about 20 to 25 miles an hour in there. But it's a total standstill right down north and, uh, excuse me, east and westbound I 40. Um, Here outside, northbound, southbound I 40, it's piling up. I had the window open most of the uh, show. I shut it down once it got uh, there, but you're going uh, 10 to 15 miles an hour most of the time. And finally, north and uh, southbound I I 25, excuse me, north and southbound I 25. It's actually speeding up a little bit. So that's good. So Steve should have made it out of there uh by now. Uh so that's good. Um Wyoming is very treacherous. Uh right around uh the Academy in Spain in that area. There's several fender fender benders in the area. They've got uh that happened about 15 minutes ago. Another one going up Academy so be careful. Uh if you're trying to hurry re- uh, back on the back side of that uh there's another car accident there on Eubank, uh, just uh, on the other side of Montgomery. So People are trying to make it to the Heights. It looks like there's about three or four different accidents uh, up in that area, folks. So uh, there you go. Wyoming, Academy, and uh, Ubank all around there. So pretty tough area to, to get through right there. Uh, the rest of the Northeast Heights looks pretty good, especially up and down Candelaria, uh, Indian School, Lomas. That all seems fine. And then up and down uh, I-40 going out of the canyon is uh, going at about uh, 15 to 20 miles an hour, it looks like. Uh Sam Mateo, as I stated before, all the way down to Coors, both directions uh on lockdown. Um if you're going uh northbound, I-25, you're looking like you're going about 15 miles an hour. Once you get to Paseo, looks to be uh pretty, pretty uh much at a standstill. From the time that you cross over, there are one, two, three. Uh let's see if there's any more. There are three accidents on Paseo, all headed westbound. Um, so if you look like you've got, uh, that was uh, one had uh, about 23 minutes ago that happened. Another one on Paseo looks like just a car stop, so someone didn't have anything. Coors, uh, you are full of uh, wrecks. One on Irving and Coors right there, they're still getting through that. And then right around Cottonwood, we've got one, two, three, four car accidents there. Uh, just take each other's information at this point and just move along. So that's the best thing that you can do. Up on Irving, there's two. So uh, looks like going up that hill on Irving is going to be very, very difficult for people to get through. Uh, so if you don't have the right weight to your car um, or the right type of uh, driving terrain, meaning all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, uh, you're pretty much uh, you're pretty much hurting uh, there. Uh, Corrales Road, uh, pretty even, normal speeds, you know, (laughs) everyone drives 15 miles an hour. Uh, Let's see what we've got. Um, Ellison uh, pretty much at a standstill as well as people trying to make their way through there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, 528. Once you get to the top of the hill, you're going at a pretty good pace. Uh, State Road 528. Hard to get up the hill though. So traffic is at a standstill trying to get up the hill uh, from Coors. And there is a right just on the other side of Ellison. So Looks like you're able to get, once you're up the hill, uh, you look pretty good once you're on 528, about 15 to 20 miles an hour. There are some police officers uh, in the area uh, near the Rio Rancho Marketplace that are looking to help. So I do see some uh, uh, police there in the area. Coming down from Rio Rancho down on Corrales, not good. Uh, Things are to stand still uh, there. And then on the backside, 550, you're going about 50, 20 miles an hour. So uh, that's the way it looks. Uh, from here. Uh, Let's see what else we've got. Anything else? Let's look to the South Valley part of that. Uh, Yeah, it's going uh, much better in the South Valley. Uh, Looks like bridge, 15 to 20 miles an hour. I'd probably say the same for um, Rio Bravo, about 15, 20 miles an hour. And and you're going to make it home just fine. There's almost no traffic jams uh, through there. On Central uh, by Tingley and Old Town, Uh, It's at a standstill there, so that's pretty tough. And then downtown on Lomas, uh, right at Broadway, there's a couple of car accidents there uh, in the the area. So those are the traffic jams, the car accidents, and uh, that's your report as far as uh, traffic is concerned. Uh, I'm going to check out here unless uh, some of you guys want to check in for anything or any reason uh, here in the next uh, minute or so. Uh, Don't forget, you can log uh, directly into rockoftalk.chat, become a subscriber. Uh, I'll be here, by the way, throughout the night. Uh, So if anything should come as a a result of this uh, weather that we're getting and, you know, the New Mexico DOT should have been prepared for it. They absolutely were not. And a lot of people are calling and complaining or texting and complaining about all this. You know what I can do for the next few minutes is read all your text messages uh, that you guys, I didn't even get to those. Sitting on Real Grand trying to get to Rio Rancho. Keep the show going. Okay, (laughs) I'll try. Keep the show going. Here's where we go. It's all ice, bro. That is Sean up in Rio Rancho. Let's see. Uh, Doug, <laughs> put down the whiskey. Uh, Eddie, maybe stuck overnight 10 miles north of Rear Rancho on 550. Have two flats stuck in snow. Letting you know in case I'm not home by mid-morning. Um, yeah, it's going to be, let's see. I might, I might try to go help some people a little bit later on. So I might try to um, help him.
0: I may go get you, whatever it takes.
1: I've got a big, heavy car, so. Gotta get that out. Th- that must be a terrible feeling, like having two flats in the snow in the middle of nowhere and then having to turn on your, your vehicle. So I don't wanna leave him out there at all. Uh, let's see, at 180 days per, per year in the class six hours per day, then at another let's be nice four per day, that's 1800 hours per year work at least 2080 at 40 hours per week. That's roughly 86% as much as I do. Thank you. I'm being nice. My mother was a special ed teacher for 30 years. Master's prepared. Same old argument. We can't strike because the kids, you don't love the kids. What about the Dems sitting Republicans at the baseball game? Shooting Republicans at the baseball game. Oh, he's talking about the, the uh, softball game uh, that they had up on the mall. You might remember when all those conservatives were shot by a Bernie Sanders supporter um where's zucker probably going to go white house positions you'll never hear from him again Eddie, so hate crime is white supremacy and a minority in other words male and white bread oh that's very funny uh let's see matt checks in seem like cbq and nmdot are doing a horrible job getting out to salt the roads tonight accidents everywhere guys are coming in for snow service for our customers we can't even get to our office because of the road see i mean this is another reason this is Something I've always bitched and moaned about is, is the roads. This is something you could have easily been prepared for. This is a basic tool for the city that they have to do. And you got to be ahead of that, knowing, I mean, we can predict weather 10 days out with like 95% accuracy. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Matt, thank you for that. Senator Ben Lohan to be out at least four weeks. Uh, Biden agenda at risk. You know, um, if Ben Ray Lujan is out more than three months, there will be an election to replace him. That's my prediction. Okay. Uh, and yes, I'll consider. Hi, Eddie. Okay. Hi. Right. Um, just finished nine hours in the East Mountains doing the mall third year. Love, that. love Amazon. Thirteen degrees. My 10th grade teacher was fine. Okay. Uh, Mr. D. Dodd Muscat did an excellent job at explaining the left. Yes, he did. Good stuff. Please tell everyone driving in in the city right now to avoid any ramps. People are sliding and crashing all over the place and stay flat roads if you can. I'm glad we got that out early. Sitting by the fireplace with my dog. Listening in. In the Monzana Mountains at 7,800 feet, six plus inches of snow. Nine degrees dropping. Beautiful weather. I grew up in Minnesota. There we go. Uh, Greetings. Let's see. Science wears a bow tie now and Groucho Marx glasses. Thanks for speaking. No problem. Uh, Ann checks in Eddie I-25 from Santo Domingo. South is a bitch. Worse even at the north end of uh, Bernalillo. People need to stay inside. Uh, you know what? These just the idiots. Um, oh, he's calling AAA. Good. Uh, AAA, well, it, AAA is going to be tomorrow. Seriously, man. I mean, is, AAA isn't going to be there. In my winter training walk from Paseo de la Alamorti in a blizzard. Felt like Stalingrad. Uh, very good. So there you go. That's all the stuff um, that is fit to broadcast here on this. And I got a lot more. I mean, I could go through stories for days, but we'll save it for tomorrow. We will be here tomorrow. Uh, Dowd and I will be doing the show both uh, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day. What we've done uh, since the very beginning. Today we covered Woke is Broke. We also did covid C in New Mexico and National Criminality. And a little uh, quick update on the Hobbs Uh, baby situation. Uh, Tomorrow we'll get to uh, striking and shortages, the economy, modern sexuality. Yes. Randy Andy, eviction ban in New York City uh, being lifted. Maybe a little bit of the Ukraine uh, as well. Also the thin blue line. Lots to get to as we uh, wrap the week uh, over the next uh, couple of days. And then it's going to stay cold all the way through Sunday. I don't think it'll get above freezing until like Sunday at 2 at this point. So, A lot of this is going to end up uh, sticking, uh, folks, unfortunately. So if you're looking to get out anytime soon, um, not going to happen. So there you go. All right. uh, See you bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. right here in the Kiva. Don't forget, download our uh, app. You can listen to all the music, 65 great radio stations. I program a lot of them. In fact, the 70 station is is one I do. There's one called All 2K, which is all my music. You can listen to that all the time. There's an opera station. There's just about everything. So uh, hopefully you guys guys, uh, will enjoy that while you guys are stuck in traffic out there. We'll play this out straight into Ben Shapiro. He'll give you an update on what's happening today in national and world politics uh, as well. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, rockoftalk.tv as well, Roku, Fire, and, of course, Apple TV as well. Hopefully you and yours will stay home tomorrow and you'll uh turn us up on one of those
3: platforms. Where all the things begin. No change, I can change, I can change, I can change. But I'm here in my mold. I am here in my mold. But I'm a million different people from one to the next. I can change my mold.
1: This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.